Everybody and welcome to episode 465 of Conversation Street. This is for the week of the 5th to the 7th of April, well half week. Um, that's episodes 10,291 to 10,294. I am Michael. I'm Gemma. She is Gemma. She is the magnificently marvellous Gemma, my host for today. Why are you, being... you just are, just to pay you a compliment. What's, what's the problem with that? Anyway, I've got two co-hosts this week because on the bonus podcast this week, Georgia Taylor Take. She said she was just a guest, but you know, I think she was doing a bang up job of co hosting the bonus podcast this week, which was us having a good old chat about um, 1998 Classic Coronation Street that's airing on ITV3 at the moment. So I'm sure there's lots of people listening to this at the moment that, like me, have been following and very much enjoying the adventures of Toy and Spider on the Red Wreck. Um, so if you want to hear about, um, George's reflections on how it all went down and just how she's been enjoying watching it herself. Then um, head on over to our bonus podcast and give that a listen because it's about an hour long and it is marvellous, even if I do say so myself. Thank you very much, Georgia, for coming on the show. Thank you very much, Georgia. You're such a lovely person to chat with. She's fantastic. Even though I wasn't Love her. <laughs> no, um, well, you, 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 you're, you're thanking her for getting you off. Um, bonus podcast hosting duty, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> We've got so much to be grateful for Georgia Taylor for. Yeah. Um, so this is only a half episode this week, isn't it? Because You're being very cheerful, considering. Well, I'm just trying to lighten the mood. We've had national sadness today. Yes, we have. Tragedy. Our international sadness. Well, yes. You, you want to say well, a bit about that? Is that you're, you're our royal correspondent on the podcast, Gemma. Am I? Well, you, I, I trust you to, to give me the facts about that. There's nothing really to say apart from the fact that Prince Philip died today, which is very sad. I'm really bummed out. I'm also bummed out about that because, I mean, he'd been in hospital, was it over Christmas time? Mm. Or was it after that? I can't remember. He'd been in hospital and he was in hospital out. for a long time, came out a few weeks ago, so that kind of came out of nowhere today, didn't it? Very, very sad. He's, yeah. He was 99. He was, he was. So he close. Was gonna be was going to be 100 in June, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, no, I think that was right. Because I, um, I think a lot of people have been look, kind of looking ahead and going, oh, when's he going to get a telegram from his wife? So it was, it was very, sad. very close. It's really sad. Um, and yeah, but you, you, you texted me the news around lunchtime today, but it, on ITV today, apparently it broke in the middle of an interview with Alan Hulsell. So there's the Coronation Street link now. I haven't seen this clip yet, but the apparently they inter- interrupted. The Coronation Street link is that Coronation Street has been cancelled today and so have all the other soaps um coronation street will be uh, screened on monday tuesday wednesday and friday next Ooh, week it's gonna be a bumper podcast next week so you know on the one hand philip gave us half day off today which is <laughs> nice because we can record the podcast early yeah it's, also... it's six o'clock right now there's still light outside but we haven't recorded the podcast when it's been light outside he also gave us the gift of extra coronation street next week so Thank yeah. you, Your Royal Highness. <laughs> Last act of um, benevolence. Oh, lovely. I've, I mean, um, I've seen different, differing opinions online about whether Corrie should have been cancelled and postponed. And I can see that some people are, are bummed out about it and they were looking forward to Corrie. Some people saying, well, no, this is, it, it's respectful. I, I, th- I mean, when, when I read that it was cancelled, I wasn't expecting it to be cancelled necessarily. I hadn't been given it much thought. But then when I read that it had been, I was like, I wasn't... Su- I wasn't too shocked by it, were you? I was I was surprised actually, but you know, considering how crazy everyone went when Princess Diana died, 
I'm not really surprised. Um, there are certain protocols that have to be observed, and if people are going to be disrespectful about it, they can t- tell somebody else because I'm not interested. No, I mean, I, I, some people are saying, well, you know, there's there's only so much that you can say about him. But I'm not interested in what disrespectful people have to say. But in the, I, 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 at the end of the day, it's like the, these things are decided a long time in They're advance, decided aren't a long they? Time in, in, in advance, and the people that are complaining haven't even been alive for as long as he's been working for this country. So, you know, uh, unless, unless you've spent 70 years wandering around trying to be nice to people and smiling and getting bored of small talk with random people outside pound shops, Shut up. <laughs> Harsh. I'm not literally not interested in anybody who's going to be disrespectful or ignorant on the day that somebody dies. It's really pathetic. He is also like you know the 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 spouse of the head of state. It's not just like it's some rando people royal. People who are not from the, this country perhaps don't understand, and even some people from this country or are ignorant don't understand. I don't really want to talk about it. Do you want to do a quiz? Yes, let's do a quiz. So, this is for things that happened between the 5th and the 9th of April in years ending in a 1 and a 6. And it was taken from coronationstreet.fandom.com. Let's go for it. Uh, the first question is, on the 5th of April, 1961, Annie gives her maiden name in this episode, but it's different from the previously established one. Do you, can you name either oh, one? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm sure you... Uh, was she... It began with a B, one of them, didn't it? Yeah. Is it like, was it, did she, was it Beecham? No, very close. Oh, uh, no, I can't remember. Oh, you don't know either one? No. Interestingly, the one she gave <coughs> in this episode was Speedwell, like Speedwell Cabin. Oh, and that is interesting. And the... That's uh, like, like Doris Speed also. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, also, Beaumont was the one oh, that later... I knew it was. Same. I know it was beginning with a B, and it was kind of Frenchy. Kind of Frenchy. Sixth um, of April, nineteen sixty-six. Ken tries to win Val over with his fling with whom? After his fling. <laughs> with a like, fling. Check with this out, Val. Look at this. Look what I've been up to. That's yeah, threesome. Yuck. Um, he's had a fling with some. Oh my gosh, I've got no idea. Sixty-six. Nineteen sixty-six. Um, I might have just made this up. Um, is it Joanna Lovely? <laughs> Uh, who was she playing? <laughs> I can't remember. Um, Elaine Perkins. No. 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 Go on. Jackie. Jackie? Jackie. Don't know who Maybe that that's is. all alive. <laughs> this is rubbish this week. 6th of April, 1981. Prince, Prince Philip is looking down on me, just shaking his head He's in shame. He's not helping you, is he? <laughs> you bloody idiot, I knew that one. Well, he probably watched Coronation Street in his day because Liz liked it. I don't yeah. think she watches it anymore, sorry. Oh, and really. that Annie Walker, she was a bit of a goer, wasn't she? <laughs> she reminds me of you all. <laughs> I always tear off herself. <laughs> right, 6th of April, 1981. What was Fred's original reason for asking Eunice to marry him? Uh, um, mm, I think he was uh, uh, t- trying to um, trying to get a pub. Trying to, he, he wanted to be a landlord of a pub. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he can get a pub of his own. Yeah. 7th of April, 1976. Elsie settles into the street after she returns from a break of how long? <sighs> Three years. Two. <sighs> Sorry, this is difficult this, this week. This is a hard quiz this, this week. This was hard to do, so I'm, I'm not going to apologise. 
I'll give you an easy one, shall I? Yes, please. Some of the April 2006. Which major character dies in which other major character's arms? Oh, is it Mike Baldwin? I thought, I and, thought it was more midway through the end. Ken Barlow. Ken yeah. Barlow dies in Mike Baldwin's arms. <laughs> in a parallel universe, perhaps. 7th of April 2011. Who does Gail bribe to leave David alone and how much is it for? It is... Let's get my dates right here. 2011. 2011. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Kylie. Yeah. How much for? Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, £4,000. She's cheaper than that. £2,000. It was £1,000. £1,000! But don't forget, she just took the money and did it anyway. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, 8th of April, 1996. The men of the street invest in a racehorse. What is its name? Which year, 1996? Yeah. Betty's Hot Shot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a, a mixture of dead easy ones and impossibly hard ones today. Name three of the men involved in purchasing this beloved... <sighs> Fred Elliott, Jack Duckworth, Billy Walker, Gary Mallett. Is it four yet? Um, Not Roy. So I'll give you three marks. Yeah. Um, Who else was there? Jack Duckworth, Bill Webster, Fred Elliott, Martin Platt, Alf Roberts, Gary Mallett and Billy Williams. Oh, there are loads more. Well, you know, the horse is expensive. (laughs) 8th of April 2011, which characters are married in a double wedding? David and Kylie and Graham and Sheen. Correct. Hooray. I don't know how many points to give you for that. Ten. <laughs> well, I'll give you one point. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, so eight, nine out of ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, I thought I did worse than that. Okay. You did nine out good. of thirteen, that's okay. Thank you very much. So birthdays. Birthdays. Tenth of April. Doreen Keogh played Conceptor Reagan or Conceptor Royley. Or any of them. Jonathan Dixon, who played Daryl Morton. Johnny Dixon. 11th of April, director Barry Davis and Kate Anthony, who played Auntie Pam. Auntie Pam. Just repeating names back. Uh, 12th of April, Andrew Dunn, who played Roger Stiles. Roger Stiles, everybody. Um, uh, Dolly Rose Campbell, who plays Gemma Winter. (laughs) I'm not going to say it to everyone. Happy birthday, Dolly. 16th of April, Betty Hardy played Clara Midgley and Anita Carey played Joyce... Joyce Schmedler. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, happy birthday. That is it. Okay, well, um, I think let's get cracking with this week's mini street talk then, shall we? Let's do it. Right, so let's do this week's street talk then. Only three episodes. No, I can't even count. Four episodes, sorry, to talk about this week. So um going to probably be a little bit shorter. I also felt that, I mean, I, w- I wasn't expecting to have to form a full opinion on this week quite this early in the week. But I think after Wednesday's episode, my general thoughts were, oh, I hope it picks up a bit on Friday. And, I, and I, I've read a variety of opinions online about this week's, but it, it still felt a little bit flat for me. Um, I don't know whether it was going to pick up tonight or not, but I guess we'll just have to wait until Monday we'll to see. We'll never know. We will know on, on, on Monday, we'll Gemma. Don't know. worry about it. Um, we're going to start off with the Cutting Ties story, uh, which is Tyron and Fizz and Alina and all that they're getting up to. Then um, heading over to the Deanne of Duty story, which seemed like it was building up to something quite exciting on, on Wednesday. Maybe some kind of conclusion or mini conclusion in tonight's episode again. We have to wait until Monday to no, find no, out on that yeah. one. The trolling storyline is next. And we had called it Trollololololly up until this point. But I've renamed this based on a comment that I put on Facebook the other week. See, to me, 
and I don't think I'm alone in saying this, it all seems to be um, getting a bit blown out of proportion, doesn't it, this reaction to Cathy and her online trolling spree. It's not even a spree, she said one comment once. <laughs> so I'm calling this story making a mountain out of a troll hill. Love it. And it doesn't work if you say troll hill, because it doesn't rhyme then, but I don't say troll, I say troll, so it's fine. Um, we had a little bit more of the petering out story this week, tiny bit of snarky and George, bit of Fei put away and a bit of Seven Nina Budding, but not much to say about those because they were only getting warmed up on Wednesday. Uh, Gemma, I'm going to pass to you today, my co-host, to tell us and remind us what happened this week in the Cutting Ties story. Are you ready? Are you up for the challenge? I am, yeah. Do it then. Um, I just wanted to say... Oh, go on. Um, I will let you speak. Which I already have mentioned on this podcast, but it came up again on another podcast that I listened to where it seems like Americans don't know the word row. Row? They say row and they don't know what it means. A row. Where did you say this on another Just podcast? Just an, another podcast. Um, I think the word row is a great way to describe some of the, the things that have happened in Coronation Street. Um, I think if you're listening to this and you're American, you know what a row is. Oh, yeah, we have them on air all the time, don't yeah. we? <laughs> I prefer argy-bargy. Now, see, um, somebody was saying, what's the difference between an argument and a row? And they said that a row seems a bit more civilised and less emotional, but I would say completely opposite. I would as well. I would say a row is a little bit like, more, you know, hair-tearing and a little yeah, bit more... emotional. A bit more rude and yeah. a little bit more, yeah. Like, if you came home and said, oh, I had an argument at work with somebody about something, you know, I can imagine you saying, you know, can you stop putting your dirty coffee cup in the sink and just put it in, in, the, in the dishwasher? And they said, why are you always having a go at me? And then... Um, we just went away and left each other. But if I, you said I'd had a row with somebody at work, I imagine you're like screaming through corridors and slamming doors. Well, like, yeah, I would, I would imagine, I would say in. a row gets more personal as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, you, know, some real... you always leave your coffee cup in the sink, you you slovenly paradon. Yeah, so it's like so a bit more personal, yeah, the insults. Yeah, yeah but so rowing is the what, bone. what you might do with your spouse. Yes. Or soon to no longer be partner. <laughs> so... <laughs> We we had a bit of rowing and between... rowing in the streets as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. rowing in the streets. Any um, well, go not on. arguments, rows because okay. you're emotive. <laughs> so on Monday, Fizz is feeling optimistic. Don't forget, everyone. The week began with them about to embark on a lovely holiday. Yeah, they're going to together gonna, as a family. Yeah, they're going to go off somewhere. By the end they? of the week. Prince Philip's dead and they're going nowhere. Yeah. What a horrible week it's been. Yeah, it's locked down in Weatherfield. At last it's reached them. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to do anything yeah. until Monday. Hold yeah. fire. But everyone stop. Don't worry, Leanne. Harvey's not going to get you because he is also locked down. He's also very sad and in mourning, as he should be, watching BBC One and BBC Two going, why is the same thing on both channels? <laughs> Gemma tells Fizz she should pack her six sexy gym jams, which I assume is, you know, the... The normal gym jams, but with like hearts on them, or it's, something. It's, it's the lacy slinky stuff that she's that she's been making for herself at underwear. Too uncomfortable, and it also it's um, not the flannelette nighty. It also generates too much static electricity, with especially without her. Um, Fizz tells Gemma about Tyrone asking Alina to leave and wanting nothing to do with her. Yeah, this is why she thinks everything's going to be fine because Tyrone's told Alina to leave, so. That's so the she, last that she's going to have seen her. She'll definitely she's respect his wishes yeah. and sling her hook. Um, Beth has told Kirk not to talk to Alina. Um, he tells her. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk 
Kirk is goes past Alina in the street and she he didn't want anything to do with it. I don't know She's why. She's like, oh, I love your little dog, your peanut. Hello, peanut. And he's like, I'm not allowed to talk is, to you. Yeah, but surely Kirk's already made this decision for himself last week. I don't think Kirk makes any decisions for himself. But why was he being, why was he stealing biscuits from her? I thought he was, was he or was he stealing biscuits? Oh yeah, no, he was, wasn't it? Well, Beth has, has confirmed this. Maybe he was stealing biscuits like, um, you're only, you've only attracted him because of your stunning good looks and svelte figure. So I'm protecting you from, um, <laughs> maybe from a terrible fate by taking these biscuits away. You should just have a salad. Yeah, that's it. That's got to be it. So, um, yeah, so Tyrone sees him and Sally bad-mouthing Alina in the street and um, she's, like, all flustered and she drops a box and he helps her and Gemma sees this and, of course, all hell breaks loose because she shouldn't be doing that. I think that Alina and Cathy need to form, like, a support group together, don't they? Everybody hates us, society. Yeah. And we haven't really done a whole we lot We only wrong. did one thing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that's enough for you to be shunned forever. This is why I'm scared of being cancelled on this podcast. I've got to be careful what I say. I've already insulted biscuit eaters. And ignorant anti-royalists. I haven't got time for those sort of people. <laughs> so Alina's very grateful. Um, she says, um, I cannot move away. I have just paid a month's rent on my pop-up for pop-up Alina's pop-up. And he says, well, right, just leave me alone then. Fine. You're the one that's picking her box up. Tyrone on Monday, I was just watching you and saying, leave her the heck alone, Tyrone. Don't go near her. He he can't because he's in love with her, apparently. I love you so much, your box is on the floor. He was just, yeah, he's going to drop his boxes for her. Um, He he was just there, he was waiting to rescue her multiple occasions in Monday's episode. Oh my gosh, it's her box. Oh my gosh, it's the immigration. Oh my God. Spoiler. Yeah, well. Well, so, yes. Sally sees Fizz on the street and says, oh, Tyrone was touching Alina's box. <laughs> so he comes home and she's absolutely furious about this. She's, she's being sarcastic. She's like, I told you not to touch the boxes, <laughs> even if they're on the floor. Innuendo, love they're it. dirty then, aren't they? Don't be touching dirty boxes from other women. So, um, she, yeah, she's being really, really mean. Um, and he call, she calls her a simpering little cow, Alina. Um, I would have used more colourful language perhaps but I can sympathise and this is really funny because I think um, it's very interesting to see the different people's perspectives because to me this was like yeah she should be mad and totally justified and um, when you're mad with someone you are a bit mean to them but everyone who's on Tyrone's side is like further proof that this that the storyline has so split the fandom, know, hasn't yeah. it? And like everything that Fizz is doing, I'm like going, yeah, you tell him. If if she'd said, which she did last week, stay away from her. I'm gonna, you know, we need to try and sort this out. We need to, we're gonna go away. We're gonna try and, you know, make it up. And then he's going. He shouldn't. So somebody else could have helped her with the box. Kirk could have helped her can, with the can box. Can I just point something out as anybody. a feminist? She could have done it. She could her own box have out. sorted her own box out. She doesn't need a man knew, to help a bigger box above the floor. She was fine before he was there. No, and so the, the fact that he was, you know, made a beeline for her when Fizz had specifically said, "Stop sniffing around this Elena Pop woman." I don't blame her. She's, See, she's like, right to give him both barrels. I'm always somebody who kind of, I always seem to be contrary and take the opposite tack to what a lot of people think. And I don't really know why I do it. Um, but 
I remember before this really got stuck, like really people, I really started to read what other people were saying. I was thinking to myself, oh, but Tyrone's going to have such a hard time. You know, I feel a bit bad for him. I won't rip into him too much on the on the podcast because, um, you know, there's all different sides to a story. But the amount of people that seem to be taking his side, I'm like, nah, screw him. He can, he can, he's a grown man. He can deal with it. He's not even real. So I am, I think he's an absolute... He is total tool he's been this week, honestly. And pile of dog poop. Yeah. Big did, pile of poop. We, we did another um we did another poll on our Twitter this yeah. week. I don't think I've written the results down. Was it, it like was 60, 61%? Yes, yeah, 61% team fizz, 39% team team Tyrone and Alan Housel who said he's happy with his 39%. I just honestly think, objectively speaking, I think if you look at this on the facts of the matter, if you're not on Fizz's side, you, you, you're not seeing the, the situation correctly. But I will add, a lot of people obviously have had life experience that leads them to sympathise more with Tyrone. And I can totally understand that. But I really do think that if you're looking at this from a logical perspective, you can't take Tyrone's side. Because Fizz and Tyrone have been living together as man and wife for years, raising a family together. She hasn't done nothing wrong or, or bad I totally understand that people fall out of love with one another. That's a sad and tragic fact of life. But what you don't need to do is go around with another woman before you've even told your spouse there's any problems whatsoever in the marriage and then blame her for everything and then run off into the arms of of, of this other person. And I don't care how old the other person is or what she looks like. People are saying that this has been... Um nagging and nagging and being being nasty and bullying Tyrone for many years now and I get that also it, it all comes down to kind of life experience and, and what you expect because she, she she has been I would say playfully teasing him but Tyrone has been just as bad I've said before to Evelyn so that sort of make making fun of her and um, and teasing her about Arthur and things and, and I'm sure he would to Fizz as well I, I, I wouldn't say I I've, I've never seen it Fizz say anything to Tyrone where she's been nasty to him or for a better word where I've thought oh that was a bit too hard there Fizz but it also all ties back into you know what you think about Fizz as a character and generally Fizz isn't liked by the fandom i would say so i think if you're the sort of person who doesn't like fizz then you're more natural you're, you're more likely to look at any criticism that she's given tyrone over the years and go, oh yeah there she goes again harping on and she he needs to sling sling his uh, sling her hook or whatever <laughs> she needs to sling her right now that's that's what i'm thinking of so i i can totally understand how people who don't like fizz have built up this opinion of her whereas i i like fizz and um I, I think that yeah, any any conflict really that we've seen in the relationship has been fairly minor. I mean, she she was a saint for taking him back after um, he slept with Gemma. To, to be honest, um, I mean the facts. And, and also, matter. it's also some people are saying it was just a kiss, and that, and that is also going to be very very dependent on different people and and how you you see that, isn't it? And for some people, just a kiss. Some, some people would be able to forgive this and some people wouldn't be able to forgive this. But I think what you probably wouldn't be able to forgive is when Tyrone later tells Fizz, actually, I do love her. Yeah, I mean, I think that you naturally, just as a couple, would have discussions 
based on other people's behaviour or television or something about what you think is a red line that should never be crossed. Yeah. So I, I, th- I would imagine that they would be well aware of what each other expects and what mm. is acceptable and what isn't. So we both know, you and I, Michael, know that that would not be acceptable at <laughs> yes. all and you would be kicked out. It's the same way as like, as like what people think about things like strippers or going to a strip club. Or, yeah, 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 you know, you're right. There's, there's, li- there's red lines everywhere. It doesn't matter where you put them as long as you both understand and agree that that is an acceptable boundary that should not be crossed and they've they've been together like you said long enough where the, the, this would have been discussed and i don't think they really do anything apart from sit and watch tv in the evenings they've had plenty of time to see various things on yeah. you know whatever they watch in the evening just emmerdale watching, eastenders yeah, watching that going right if you ever if you ever sleep with my best friends husband's boyfriend's dad's cousin i don't mind but don't yeah. kiss them on the mouth yeah or you know things like that um so <laughs> yeah i mean that it does fall down slightly when you say, oh, well, that, you know, Tyrone slept with Gemma. But they were, they were split up at that time. I can't, honestly can't remember what happened with it. But um, they obviously moved on from there. Yeah. Uh... I just don't like the, I just don't like hearing people saying, oh, it was only a kiss. I think that's so disrespectful. <laughs> I really don't know how you can build your relationship on on somebody just being able to go off and kiss somebody else. I think that's really weird. But whatever, you, Decide what you want. <laughs> <laughs> not here to judge. Not here to judge real people. This is the other thing. I just want to make it clear. We're not here to judge real people. This is a fictional situation, and we are invited by the very fact that we are watching them to make judgments upon people. And it isn't a nice thing, really, to do to real life people. But you know, it's it's a very natural human instinct and so we can all exercise that and let it out of our systems by being horrible to either fizz or tyrone depending on our our, our circumstances well if we didn't if we didn't have an opinion on it it probably wouldn't be quite so interesting a podcast either would it no because either people are listening to us going yeah preach michael and Gemma," <laughs> or, or they're shouting no what the hell going, are you talking about no he's so bullied she's so mean look i I don't really, I don't really think she's she's ever done anything wrong. I think that a bit of teasing is fine. I think that getting mad at each other is normal. I think that asking somebody to do something around the house is not abuse. I know a lot of men seem to think that it is, but actually doing some housework is not the worst thing in the world. Um, that's all fine. But if you do have a problem in a relationship and you make no effort whatsoever to even mention the fact that you are, let alone attempt to fix it, and then you act like, you know, it's an irretrievably bad relationship and you both need to split up. I just think that's really bad. Yeah, because when they had that long discussion a couple of weeks ago, Fizz was quite surprised when Tyrone said, I'm not something. He honestly, if it was that bad, and there's been nothing I've seen that was that terrible, he should have said something... And I cannot sympathise with this idea that you can spring it on somebody, that you're you're so deeply unhappy that you are allowed to cheat on them. I suppose it's hard, isn't it? If, you, if you've been in this relatively long relationship and you're feeling sad that things aren't going the way you want to, on the one hand, you might think, do I, do I say something yes, and risk do. making it worse? Or do I say nothing and hope that it gets better? It will never get better unless you say something. Especially if a, a floozy... Romanian <laughs> nail technician comes along, fluttering her eyelashes with a sexy accent. <laughs> Certainly, have no. I am in no position whatsoever to give anybody advice about anything to do with the relationship. But surely, logically, 
you understand that if you're in a, a relationship and it's not going well, you have to say something. You can't just wish it. You can't just like, just hope it works out and one of you dies soon. <laughs> What's the solution? I suppose it's also because the, there's the whole kid angle involved, isn't there? And you think, oh, if I say something now, it could risk you know, upsetting the children. But the or, thing is, and... Michael, in this situation, it's all ended, hasn't it? So mm. what benefit of, was it then? You know, yeah. so I don't know. So I, I've totally lost my will. Sorry, we're just, we're just, a little bit of a, we're, we're, a, sem- a that, that was a, that was a massive side rant, wasn't it? So so um, he's Ta- like yeah. So she he walks into Fizz being sarcastic and mean. Um, I can't believe the amount of men, of or men or and women who think that a sarcastic woman is abusive. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with people? This country was founded on sarcasm. <laughs> so anyway, he's yeah, like, yeah, really was. <laughs> He says, I was just helping her out like I would anybody. Just because I kissed her doesn't mean that I want her box as well. He's so bloody stupid. If the Good Samaritan had been having a secret affair with the guy that was beating up on the road, he probably would have walked on by as well, wouldn't I he? Because like, right, Mrs. Samaritan wouldn't like this. She's gonna find I'm sure out. somebody else will walk down. There's been three yeah. people down this road already in the space of five minutes. I'm sure there's a fourth one just coming. They can sort they it can out. sort it out. It's not my problem. Um, so, yeah. Uh... I'm not interested. And he, she says, I don't care. I want her to go. I want her to leave for good. And he says, I'm trying. Can't you meet me halfway? What was that supposed to mean? Can't we kick, kiss but without tongues? <laughs> what does that mean? Meet me halfway? I think it's because he's saying, look, she can't just pack up and leave. Well, I don't agree with Fizz in this. I think that um, it would be very difficult to watch this woman and hanging around and be mad at her. You know, that would be very frustrating. But you can't. Tell people where to live. You can't. I mean, we were, we had Brexit and they're still here, Fizz. So <laughs> I don't know what oh, else God. you want. We still only, I'm making a joke because people think that, you know, you can tell people to go back where they came from. You can't. They, no, they're they, allowed here. They, they, they don't have any right to kick Alina out. I mean... They wouldn't have any right whether she was from Romania or, I don't know, Rotherham. I mean, Alina might... if She, she might, you know, have a bit of reflection and think maybe I should move away at some point maybe if I'm causing because from what we've seen to her she is kind of upset by the whole situation and I think she probably does feel bad for you know the the, the possible upset and, and splitting up this couple and everything but yeah you I don't know she's just she's just she has just paid a month's rent she's just paid a month lease on the on the Alina pop 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 shop well we got a month to get out no I yeah I, I would I feel the same way I would feel the same way as Fizz but I can understand it's really out of order to make someone feel uncomfortable in their own home. Fizz, that's how Fizz feels. Yes. So she must know that it's not a nice feeling. Mm. And especially considering that she probably... I mean, Alina feels bad already because her dog died recently. I haven't forgotten Alina. And everyone's turning on her. And she's already an outsider. It's already her second language that she's trying to navigate through everything in. And, and she used to be a slave. Hard life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've seen some people... I've seen her, the actress who plays her, saying that some people on social media have told her to go back to her own country, which is so pathetic. I would hope that nobody would really think say that, but you know what Twitter's like. It's a cesspool of humanity. Mm. Um, so anyway, don't be mean to people in real life. Can we all agree on See that? See what's happening with Cathy. Yes. I bet you Cathy's on there now going, 
This Selena pop-up thing, I would never go there because she's a slag. Send, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh no, I've had too much Done to drink again. again. Brian, can you Brian. take the rap for this one? <laughs> Brian, can I just have your login? It's easier. <laughs> uh, so anyway, right. So so she's like, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of her, but she won't go. You know, she's she thinks she's got rights for some reason. Then he sees the immigration police raiding the salon and again runs over to help her. Don't know what he thinks he's going to do. Hello, Alina. Don't worry, I've brushed up on my international um, immigration lawyer rights. I know all about it. If you've got a box that's on the floor, I can pick that up for you. (laughs) And that's about all I can do, really. I'll talk to you about how much we both love cars. (laughs) They both go go to Vicky Gardens. Because it's fine. She's She's not an illegal. The immigration police, obviously... Like, is this what they really do? I don't know. Storm the place. Everyone, raid the, raid the salon. They're all there going, ooh, what do you think of this colour? Does it look nice on me? It's peach. What do you think? <laughs> um, so he goes to Vicky Gardens with her. Fizz is ringing him. He ignores her, I guess. Yeah. Alina is saying, oh, they're so nice, but they are not charging me with anything. Um, she, she gets reminded of when... Um, they raided the nail bar. She feels but she's got a bit of PTSD going on here, and she's convinced that somebody has reported her because they thought she was working cash in hand, and she says she's not, and she's like really upset because she's playing by the rules. And this is I hate it when this happens. You spend all your life trying to do everything correctly and doing what you're supposed to do, and then somebody comes along and goes, "Oh, you've done it all wrong," and oh, I'm terrified. I'm terrified of things like that as well. She says somebody's definitely trying to get rid of me. I don't know why she why she's. Why she, I mean, surely she should be saying somebody else is definitely trying to get rid of me, not just you and, and Fizz. Um, so Fit, uh, Tyrone thinks it's Fizz, doesn't he? Storms home and accuses her of reporting Alina. Gemma's there. There was no suspense in this. It was, it was no. over as soon as it began. Gemma's there. She says, it was me, actually. And Tyrone's like, you shouldn't have done that. That's really mean. And Fizz is like, don't be mean to Gemma. Nobody's having a good time. Monday was a bad time for everybody. Alina goes back to her flat and cries. And Tyrone's still seething about Gemma. And um, Fizz Fizz, wants to know whether she's going to get apologised to. Because he accused her of doing it. And he's like, well, you know, I think she's saying, I wouldn't be that mean. Um, And they need to have, they reckon they need to have a good long talk. Emma offers a sympathetic ear to Alina and she says it all blow over soon. I think she says something like, I don't agree with what you did, but oh, I don't want, I think don't think people should be mean to you about it. Um, this is one of those things where it's like, oh, like you shouldn't have done it, but it really, it doesn't affect me. So I don't really care. You know, there's so many other things to worry about. Um, and Emma's just nice anyway. If I, if I was sad, I'd want Emma to pat my head, wouldn't yeah. you? Tyrone is um, in trouble. And he is apologising at last for accusing Fizz. He's just, I just put two and two together. Um, I just felt that way. And and he's trying to explain himself. And she's getting annoyed because he's finding it difficult to explain what he means. And she's like, what are you hiding? What are you hiding? And then she says, Tyrone, are you trying to tell me you love her? And he's like, um, I don't know. Um... Uh. I just burp, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's what I would do. That's what I do when I'm on the spot. Uh, quickly, <laughs> quickly fart my way out of this one. <laughs> Tyrone is far too much of a gentleman for that. So he just says, "Yes, I do love her." I do love her. I've, I've got nothing in the in the can to come out. <laughs> she says that's tragic, and he says, "I think she loves me too." Now, this is ridiculous. 
She says it's a breakdown or a midlife crisis or both. She's absolutely contemptuous. And um, he says to her, I love you too, but this is different. Oh my God, another knife in the heart. She's got tears in her eyes. I love her in a sexy way, Fizz. I love her because she's beautiful. I love you because you do my sandwiches, <laughs> basically. Yeah, um, I think it is. He says, we can still go on holiday together. <laughs> what are you thinking about? She says, no, we're going to tell the kids together today. And we're like, yeah, good luck with that. And they've been on the show for about a year. But they showed us. They did indeed. Alina's moping on the sofa later, going, maybe it'd be better if I wasn't here at all. Her own sofa, that is. She doesn't come round to visit Tyrone. Yeah, she's like draping herself, going, oh dear, I'm so sad. Tyrone, help me. Um, Fizz and Tyrone get the girls on the sofa. They've appeared. Hooray. Root, it's Root literally. and Hobie back again. It's been a year since we've seen them. Dynamic duo. Love those I two. I think we may be seeing Hope more recently than we've seen Ruby. Ruby has grown up Ruby so has grown. much. I was like, oh, I feel like one of these adults you used to get when you were a kid and you'd like, you wouldn't know who they were and they'd be like, oh, look, it's mummy and daddy's friend, so-and-so. And they'd go, oh, look how big you are. And you'd be like, oh my God, who the hell I don't know you? whether Ruby actually got a line, did she? I think Hope maybe got one thing to say, but um, in any case, even if Ruby did get a line, this wasn't the opportunity for some sassy comment, was it? So no, we did, not really. Not really the best time to see her at her best. So, very sad. Um... They're trying to explain that the basically the girls their life is uh, as they know it is over really isn't it the family is bro- broken mm-hmm. now they can never be a family again because of Tyrone he can't get the words out so Fizz does it for him how nice of her she does it very softly softly she, she, she no was... that's what I'm trying to say she has to do the emotional labour here of yeah. this guy who's decided to just wreck the family. And I understand that he has no control over his feelings about whether he loves Fizz or not. But I still think he is um, very selfish. Um, But yeah, you can't stay together for the kids, can you? Well, some people would say you could, but... They would be wrong, wouldn't they? You don't stay together for the children. It's not good. It's not good for the children. Anyway, I mean, there's plenty of examples of other children on that very street who've grown up in... um broken homes well i mean if they if they um if fizz and tyrone move out with other people and they they could end up you know having anyone as their uncle and aunt yeah you know the the sky's the limit i mean who do you want to be your new daddy yeah hope and ruby could be anybody doesn't even have to be anyone single yeah but there's there's a fizz i'm gonna i'm gonna put give you some choices if it could be could be ryan could be, uh, we could bring back george he could be a new dad maybe why are you going Uh, older go younger go younger do you, Michael, we could, you could have a baby oh, yeah. sister. Um, Craig. Uh, Craig is very young. Yeah, nice. I bet he'd be good with kids. I'm going to accidentally say somebody they're related to in some way if we keep going, <laughs> so I'll stop there. Um, so he, yeah, Fizz explains that they are, I don't know what she says, but she doesn't drop Tyrone in it. And this is obviously the most mature and kindest way to tell the children because the children don't need to hate their dad mm. for this. Fizz goes in for an off-screen hug, doesn't she? She's like, going, oh, because oh, well, Hope's hope. there crying and and Jenny McAlpine just like ducks below the camera and then cuts the end it's of like, the scene. I just assume that she was hugging her and not like smothering her with a pillow or something. Okay. <laughs> There's no point being alive, children. Um, Tyrone packs his bag. I don't see Lucy in your... Let's <laughs> flip and watch. Tell I love this watch, but it keeps doing job. that in the middle of lessons as well. Like randomly, my Siri on the watch just keeps saying, "I don't, I don't know that." <laughs> That's 
kid got told to do it again. Can you throw it in the bin or something? No, I love it. Oh, okay. I could put it on mute, but I'm not going to. Tyrone has packed his bag and he's moving into number 13. Which one's that? Kevin and Abby's house. Oh, good. The new, Jack. The, the soon-to-be wedded couple are sure to enjoy Tyrone's company as they plan their wedding while he just mourns the loss of his relationship. Yeah, not only this, the, the, um, the house that belongs to the person that split up his first marriage with Molly. But they're friends now. They're friends now. You can just get over it. It doesn't take that long. They've said goodbye. She breaks down in tears as he leaves. Because... Sorry, I I can understand, like, I understand that some people take different sides, but I, what I don't get, this is the thing I don't get, the, the total lack of sympathy for Fizz in any capacity whatsoever. Like, I take Fizz's side, but I can certainly sympathise with Tyrone, and I feel bad for him because he's obviously not meant for any of this to happen. Um, I don't I don't think you should let him off the hook, and I do blame him for it, but I can still sympathise with him. Why is it with people who sympathise with Tyrone that they can't see that Fizz has done nothing wrong and now her life is over as she knows it? Oh, I'm sure there's a spectrum. Well, are you trying to be nice to people that are fundamentally wrong? I don't want to lose our listeners who are on Team Ty. Um, Yeah, there is a spectrum, but there are still people that just blame her for everything and can't... Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, she's not Tim. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is Tim's fault, isn't it? Some yeah. some way. Some way. I'll pin it on him. On Wednesday, Chesney's come round cause, and Fizz has told, phoned Evelyn and told her and she wants to string Tyrone up. I, I miss her so much. I wish that she was there. I really would love to see Evelyn tearing a strip off Tyrone. I think she, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that she's taken Fizz's side over the, on this because she, she, it, they could have had it. You know, I don't if see how you would. I, I, no, I, but you, know, you never know who's going to take whose side, do you? But, I mean, if she thinks about it for any length of time, she'd realise that if Alina could be a new step-granddaughter, she'd get free nail stuff. Yeah. What would you get with t- Fizz? Free piccadilly sandwich? Antiques. <laughs> Fizz confirms there's no way she's splitting the girls up or getting back together with her. Uh, Evelyn didn't like Fizz for a long time no, at the beginning, it. did she? This was weird because um, when we spoke about this originally, we just thought, oh, Fizz will take Hope and Tyrone will take Ruby. Yes. Um, I don't know whether that was something that we said because we don't have children and we think that that would be a logical thing to do. Um, well, that's because there's no like legal fostering or adoption or or anything like that, is uh, is there? No, but it doesn't have anything to do with but it. But she's she Fizz is saying they're not splitting the girls up, which and does I'm make sense. Them. Because I mean, uh, Hope Ruby has never known life without Hope. Hope's known life without Ruby, but although she was, I mean. Relative but path. also, Ruby's also always maybe. seen Fizz as her mum. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I think it's really also weird. But obviously, I'm not a man, and I'm not. I don't have children. That Tyrone's just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Tyrone's agreed to this or what he thinks, or if he's even thought about it at all. But if I was moving out, I would probably want to take my children with me. It's I, weird. I think he realizes that he's in the wrong. But everybody also yeah, keeps can't really... pointing out that this is Tyrone's house that they're living in. Yeah. Um, I think he's doing the decent thing here because he's the one that's got the problem. He's the one that wants to change things. So he's the one that can move out and he's the one that, does. you know, is going to have to allow... Oh, I don't know. He hasn't got anywhere to go if he's letting her stay there. Mm. But that's the. I think that's the right thing to do, especially if she's taking the children. I don't know whether long-term, like... 
he can just say, oh, fine, I'm going to move out, move on, and, and the house is yours now, Fizz. It's just like a, a quick and temporary measure, isn't it? She's She wants him out. Um, and, and if she's staying there with the girls, he doesn't want to throw the girls out as well as Fizz. I mean, Fizz could go and stay with, you know, Maria or Toya or someone, couldn't she? Um, but the kids probably couldn't. So, and, and because Tyrone, yeah, because he feels guilty about it, he's probably, you know, punishing himself by moving out. And he probably loves going to live with Kevin. They can just drink beer and watch football and together. Abby. Yeah, all, all three of them can drink beer and watch well, football yeah. and talk cars together. I just think it's really sad. Like, I understand some people think it's mean um, or unfair that Fizz gets this house that they say she has no rights to because it was left to Tyrone. Yeah. But she does have rights. <coughs> well, I can't remember whether, so it was, whether it was left to him or whether he bought it off of Jack and Vera. I can't remember how it worked. But yeah, you, you, but, you're right. She she has lived there now for eight years. And think about this. It's a common law situation, isn't it? Well, Not that that we, exists we got in into this, this in on the Facebook group and I can't remember most of the details, but I don't want to get into it again. But just imagine that you're in a relationship with somebody and out of the blue one day they say... Not only am I not happy and have and have not been happy for a long time and haven't mentioned it to you, but I also love somebody else and also I want to make you homeless. Mm. Now, I can't see how anybody, unless they're really malicious, thinks that's a nice or good or logical thing to say. Yeah. If, if Fizz had been the one snogging Seb, let's say, then I think she would have left. Maybe with the girls, I don't. I really don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's you know traditionally they stay with the mum, don't they? As, as you know. I... Well, that's how. Yeah, that's how it normally goes. Yeah, Fizz would never do anything like that. Of course not. <laughs> Perfect. Um. So yeah, he. So uh, she's yeah she's taking the girls. She doesn't want to get back with him. Tyrone's at work and he's saying um to Kevin that he feels like he's done the right thing to move out. Then he tells Lena what's happened. He gets he gets used to the idea quite quickly, doesn't he's he? Like, he yeah, tells that's brilliant. He says, "I'm free now," and it's it like does. Free from what? It does look, Pick a lily. It does look like you know a massive weight has been lifted off his shoulders, and 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 yeah, he's ready to it's start weird. a new. Ch- it, it is odd because he, I, I don't think he quite understands what has really happened. No. So he they arrange to have a walk together later tonight, and then have Chaz has a row. <laughs> with Alina and Tyrone. Well, it was a like one-sided row, wasn't this it? This was the most I've ever liked Chesney for years because he basically he tells them both... Like, he first of all, he sees Alina and he's like, yeah, you horrible homewrecker. And then Tyrone's like, oi, leave her alone. And then he says, yeah, you're worse. You're the worst one of all. You're worse than Hitler. <laughs> I, I, almost, I do feel a bit sorry for Alina. I think she kind of got carried away in the moment, and and I know. No, because I don't feel so far. Because at the very beginning, before it all started, she was saying, "Oh no, Tyrone!" Or she definitely said something like, "You have a family, and I don't want to break them up or get involved." And then she did it anyway. No, I thought that she said that since the kiss. No, I think she said it before. I'm almost certain that she did. No, and even I don't if she think did, so. okay, even if she didn't, is she blind and stupid, and lives in a parallel di- dimension? Or is she well aware of the fact that Tyrone already has a girlfriend and a house oh, yeah, and yeah, children? I know. I know. So I don't feel sorry for her. Um, you don't need to kiss people when they're still going out with someone else. Well, she's kind of regretting everything that's happened by the end, doesn't I she? I guess the only thing now... that I would say is that I can... Under- I, some people would probably say, well, it's one thing to break up your family because you suspect you might have feelings for somebody else, but... 
it makes more sense to do that if you're absolutely sure. And the only way you can be sure is if you're having an affair with them. <laughs> oh. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But still don't agree with it. No. Well, Alina has... She kind of shocks Ty at the end of the episode, but, yeah, doesn't Yeah, I also saying. say, it doesn't really matter whether I agree with it or not. I don't... I hope nobody really cares what I think, but it's just part of the discussion. You shouldn't really care what I think about it. If you want to do that, I don't... It doesn't affect me at all. Carry on. <laughs> Tyrone gets a bit of a, um, a rude awakening from Melina at the <laughs> end of the episode look, by saying, but, but she, says, I'm she says, man. I'm free. Yeah. And she's like, well, sorry, we're not, not getting together. A couple of, couple of episodes ago, you wanted me to leave town. Yeah. And now you're telling me you want to move into me. Sorry, nothing can happen between the two of us. Okay. So he, that's a bit of um, bad that news. That took Tyrone. the wind out of his sails, didn't it? Yeah, but I still think she's going to change her mind. I still think they're going to end up together. I, I kind of liked him being. Like, this was like, he's so entitled, wasn't he? He was like, I don't want to be stuck with this woman and these kids in this house. I want this sexy lady. I'm going to go and get her because uh, she's sexy and I'm a man. And then she went, no. And he was like, what? No, <laughs> hang on a minute. That's not what this, how this is supposed to go. Yeah. Um... It's so ridiculous. It's honestly so ridiculous. If he thinks he's sick and tired of Fizz, why does he think that a woman he does not know at all is going to be any different or better or, you know, what does he imagine when he thinks of his life with Alina? Just exactly the same as Fizz, except she doesn't say take the bins out. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's not thought about it. He's, um, I think he's just He doesn't got... love her. He's just met her. That that's the yeah. I mean, when he said that he loved her on Monday, I was like, "Oh, was it Monday what or Wednesday?" I can't remember. About? I thought, "No, you don't, Tyrone." And he he's had you know, it, it's been what two months, maybe three months that she's been in his radar. Yeah. Um, and I know some people can fall in love quickly and ever and everything, but I th- it's it's clearly just well, a, an infatuation. And when Fizz was saying you're having a midlife crisis, you're yeah. pathetic. I was think, kind of thinking, yeah, he, yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, a little I, bit. He doesn't really know much about her. No, he doesn't. I the thing is that the English language is has failed us quite severely when it comes to the word love, because we use the same word to describe many different types of love, which is not helpful. Like how you can love a car or a dog. Yeah, or like familial love, like uh, love for your friends. Um, the love of uh, the uh, the love at the beginning of a relationship is is sort of a, a chemical like hormonal lust you know between two people and then it normally well in a long-term relationship it mellows out and it becomes a sort of a more you know mature and putting up with each other <laughs> i'm trying to think of what i'm saying but like you become family i've said this before you become each other's family and it's a deeper bond than you get at the beginning of a relationship mm. but we use the same word to describe all of them so when tyrone says i love her that love is a different feeling to the feeling he feels for Fizz. Because Fizz is, the love for Fizz is the same as he would feel mm. for somebody else in his family. Yeah. But he wants something more from Alina. Mm. He wants this different type of love. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think, yeah. But it won't last forever. It, it, and then And then when that goes away, what is he left with? Somebody that he doesn't know. He comes from a different country and... That's fine, but what does he know about Romania? Like, does he understand her culture or her background? Is there something that is going to surprise him? Or is there something that he's assuming about her that is completely untrue? What does she think about, you know, politics? What's her, what, is, she, is she religious? 
What's her favourite food? What was her dog's name that died? How many relatives has she got? Does she want to live in Romania or the UK? You don't know how much went on when she moved in with them for a little bit, do you? They could have had long philosophical discussions into the wee hours about many a topic, but... It, I it, don't think so, but it, I it know feels, what you're saying. It feels now that it's, it's being a little bit rushed. And, it really and, would have and made more is, sense is, if we had seen them... Foolhardy. If they'd see, we'd seen them actually talking... Because I'm, I'm the one of the reasons I think I'm so dismissive about this relationship is that we have seen none of it, apart from them kissing and him helping her with his spreadsheet once. Yeah, well, if, and, if and had... looking after her when a dog died and bonding over cars. I really, yeah, it was flimsy. all so quick and so silly and so surface level. Coronation Street kind of hasn't set themselves out very well for me to sympathise with Alina and I would have been a lot more torn if I had seen them genuinely getting on with one another and really having heart-to-heart conversations and learning about each other and and in that in that learning growing to admire and understand one another in a different way and perhaps even having a conversation where where maybe we'd seen Alina and Tyrone talking about something mm. and coming to a decision together about what they think about it and then maybe him bringing it up to Fizz and her going, well, that's stupid, I don't agree with you, and yeah. then dismissing him because that would have symbolised the whole thing, you know? I mean, with, with me, I'm comparing it very unfavourably to the blossoming of Roy and Haley's romance, which is playing out on ITV3 at the moment. And these two who've again, known each other for no, not very long at all, but seem so well suited to each other. And they've had some of these conversations and uh, they just seem like a perfect match and not at all like two characters that have just been thrown together because that'll put the cat among the pigeons, which I, I can't help but think, you know, this is just a product of a you know, an idea at a storyliners meeting rather than something that naturally right. yeah, makes yeah. sense and, and fits. But, but and you know, what we're saying about different people and different circumstances having different opinions about it, um, certainly don't want anyone who's been in a similar situation to listen to this and think, oh, making judgments about me and I feel bad about it. But each situation is different. Yeah, yeah. And my point really is that if Coronation Street had wanted me to sympathise with, with Tyrone and Alina, they could have done it. So so to say that I would always automatically hate the idea of this and, and say that whoever did it was wrong and I have no sympathy for them is wrong because if they were to do, do it properly, which I don't think they have done, I definitely could have been manipulated into having a different opinion on it completely. It's and when you're in that situation, of course, your opinion is going to be completely different and you're going to understand the circumstances of how you feel much better than any outsider ever would. Which is what, I mean, this is what makes it a, a successful story, really, for me, because I don't really know whether Coronation Street are supposed to be, uh, whether they want us to be taking Tyrone's side or Fizz's side. I don't think it's immediately obvious who that, that Coronation Street are vilifying either party. Certainly, I'm just going to say, they're certainly giving Tyrone a lot of leeway to not be the villain. Yeah, they're, they're making him seem quite soft and sympathetic and, and looking sad about it. And yeah, they, they, they've had, you know, the dirty dogs of the past look a lot dirtier <laughs> yeah, true. than Tyrone's. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes from there. And also, I also want to say, like, I feel very privileged to not have had this to worry about in my life. And I've had a very easy life. So... I don't want people to um, think I don't realise that. No, I know. Right, Leanne of Duty then. So um, Monday was the big episode for them. Oh, uh, Wednesday? Oh, no, actually, it was by the... Uh, uh, Wednesday? Both quite big. Yeah, that Wednesday. It all went down on Wednesday. All right. Didn't get to see it, So, um, 
Leanne and Simon are getting Can ready. Can I just say before we do this, yeah. I understand if you have been a police informant, I, I really want you to know that I uh, feel for you. Also, if you're a drug dealer, don't feel bad about us being mean about Harvey here. We understand he probably has his reasons for dealing drugs and it can be very difficult if you, you know, come up on a rough estate and you don't know how to make your way. Perhaps you're bad at school and you're, you don't know what to do and maybe one day somebody gives you some drugs and then you sell them and, you, you know, you finally realise what your yeah, yeah. your purpose in life. Also, if you're a police officer <laughs> and you set up a sting and it goes wrong and you you your get your witnesses killed, I just want you to know we don't blame you. We understand it's a very difficult job. Come on, let's... Or if you're a storyliner on Coronation Street <laughs> and you're trying really hard to come up with something good and you just can't, <laughs> we, we feel for you. We understand. Leanne and Simon are preparing for a late Easter slash Peter birthday bash thing. I don't think Peter's got the blindest idea what's going on with his son. No. I know there's no change there then or anything, but he's been happily pottering on with his jigsaws just round the corner from all this drama going down all week. I tell you what, um, if you want a good gift idea for Peter, blanket or a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Um, anyway, Harvey texts Leanne and he's sending someone over to collect some drugs from Leanne later. And so, so Leanne says, look, Simon's not staying with me. Um, he, I, I, and she, because she, she's been involved in the police, obviously, and she says, "Look, Simon, the police are going to send somebody round to keep an eye on the flat, so it's all right. You don't need to stay here; it'll be fine." So she goes off talking to this detective Beardy later, and he's re- he's reminding her that you know you can pull out whenever you want. Uh, we we don't have enough evidence on Harvey though, so we don't really want you to pull out, but you can if you want to. So he kind of guilt trips. This is like when you go it, to the, the hospital or whatever, and you have to have something done to you, and it has a risk attached to it. Yeah. And they're like, "Well, we can take your kidney out, but it might kill you. So you just, just sign, sign this, this bit form of paper to say, say that it's if fine, we kill if it goes you, wrong. yeah, you don't mind." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh." So anyway, they they have to do it. And Leanne goes home, and she she finds that somebody is in her flat, not Harvey, nor Ned, but Nick. Um, he's looking for his laptop charger. Um, How has he coped with this all this all this time? He hasn't needed his. Well, I guess he's been round there. Laptop charger. Just don't ask me. Anyway, she tries to get rid of him, and he can tell that something is up. And she says, "Look, Nate, sorry, you can't keep waltzing in here whenever you feel like it. Sling your hook." He slopes off. And he he's kind of it's slowly dawning on him that it is all over for them. For now, I'm sure they'll be fine. But um, yeah, he thinks it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, unsalvageable so he also has to leave his home which is actually his I mean, he's been he's been out of this for ages hasn't he but i, I don't some people get have been saying online oh, it's next it's next house i really don't get i really don't understand how this has happened yeah. <laughs> i don't, yeah i know that some this is the thing i know some some a lot of the time your criticism of people definitely falls down the lines of like gender and and you know whether you're a man or a woman and how you feel you've been treated and and so on and I you know I often will say quite dismissive things about men but obviously it's mostly in jest I don't I hope people understand that but I've also seen lots of people saying that Coronation Street is like being really um sexist in that the women just seem to like stay in the house when they have an argument and the man has to leave no matter who's in the right or who owns the house but it is true to say that both Nick and Tyrone have now been been sort of had to leave their houses that they own. Le- Leanne's been through quite a, 
a, tri- a, diff- a tricky time, hasn't she, these past six months? So I guess Nick's just being nice to her. Anyway, um, Nick's gone, and then this Ned comes round. For Harvey's lackey Ned comes round for a, a spot of cuckooing, which we know all about. Yeah, about, do you guys remember we remember mentioned cuckooing? this? Yeah. We said that this would happen, yeah, when, when drug dealers install themselves in some poor, vulnerable person's house to set up their evil, um, druggy ways. And it come up in Line of Duty. Yes, it did come up in line of duty this yeah. week. We're ahead of the curve with yeah, this. Yeah, we're, we're educated. Um, you wouldn't know it, though. Leanne is full of questions for Ned, and he starts to suspect that she's wearing a wire. Um, and then he's, she's like, no, I'm not. Um, she she says, look, I wouldn't be so stupid. I wouldn't be a grass. That would be ridiculous. Of course not. Um, and he's like, no, you, you wouldn't, would you? Not after what um, you know that Harvey did to Jacob. And she's kind of realising still. I mean, she's she, she must have thought about it before that... Um, it's a somewhat dangerous situation, but he's just reminding her of the fact that Jacob's got broke his both his legs broken thanks to um, making an enemy of Harvey, basically. Um, Leanne's trying to be a bit tough and she's winding Ned up about his name, about what it's short for. So she's... she's <laughs> Nedrick. <laughs> yeah. He goes off for a waz and Simon wants to know what on earth you're playing at, Mum. She says, look, I'm just showing that I'm no pushover here. And he thinks that she's playing a very dangerous game. Um, like Russian roulette or uh, chicken, yeah, or mouse trap. If you're a mouse, or monopoly, but and not using the official rules. Monopoly, but instead of using little little uh, silver top hats, you use razor blades. Yeah, and you have to pick it up every time with your mouth. <laughs> so Leanne says. I'm going to go out to get some sanitary towels, Ned. And he doesn't believe her, but he lets her go anyway. Um, and she's actually with the copper. And they're going to they're gonna tail Ned to the drop-off point. Ugh, there's a sting on Wednesday. I don't follow any of this, and I, d- I don't really care about it. It, it still feels re- relatively low stakes for me. This is the say. trouble about this. It's like, unfortunately, sometimes when Coronation Street does things like this, all it's doing is a pale imitation of things that have been done so much better and with so much more, um, I don't know, like authority and it just feels silly when when uh, Coronation Street does so it. Some, sometimes Coronation Street can do it well. It just, I I, I've, so. I've, said it, I've said it for weeks that this doesn't feel dangerous enough. No, and, it doesn't. And, and Jane Danson is doing her best. She, she looks worried. She looks. She's still, she looks she's, anxious, and um, both her you know, and um, Alex Bain is doing a good job. They and, both are and, doing their absolute best and working really well, and I'm totally unconvinced by their performances. But at the end of the day, I know that nobody's going to be cutting Leanne's ears off and feeding it to Simon. So I don't really. Oh, what's going to happen? This is the trouble. The trouble with Coronation Street is that there, there really is no. What can things, ha- what, what's could... the worst thing that can happen? They go to prison. Well, guess what? They've got a prison set now, so they're still going to be in the show. <laughs> do, you, do you see what I mean? Like, what what bad thing can happen? No, nothing really. They go to prison and they do yoga. They could they could they could kill off you know Simon not or Leanne. They're not kill off Simon or Leanne. But and, even and if they do, I'll go out and take my hat off to them. But at the end of the day, the stakes are are like what the 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 stakes they they can't be. Even if they were high, it has no effect anymore. It, and I do appreciate the fact that they put in a um, a prison set. And I do like it when we follow the characters into prison. But to me, that all that's done now is gone. Well, going to prison doesn't it doesn't make any difference. It's literally just they change the set that they're in. Mm. It, uh, and and when they get out, it has no effect on them. 
Like, think think back to the first episode of Coronation Street. Um, Elsie and Dennis are having an argument about the fact that he was in prison and now he can't get a job. Mm. What what difference does it make to anyone on Coronation Street at the moment? Nothing. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, that's true. Well, Leanne and Good Simon reference. involved in this drugs thing. I, d- I, I still What's think... What's he going to do? Cut her finger off? No, they're I not mean, going if, to. If, if they'll just have to make Jane Danson wear gloves for the next... 20 years there have been show. there have been plenty of times on Coronation Street where stakes have been raised where even though I know that a character's not going to be killed off you kind of uh, take a, you, you go along with it like uh, through a lot of the feeling and stuff he was a really menacing villain and, and the, the people he set his sights on yeah, they were able to make they might die or something some but great it's, all, it's also to, to do partly with the script partly with the performances but also partly with the the, the, the direction or you know making things at night time sometimes is enough to make it a bit scary or having, you know, some real close-ups with the camera or something. It's just, this story isn't oh, getting yeah. that. See, that's the other thing. Yeah, well, I, the I, stakes I, are low because they don't go anywhere. Yeah, and I, and I do think that uh, Will Meller is being a very good baddie. He doesn't have the campiness of someone like Callum Logan, for example. And even Callum wasn't too bad, to, to be honest. Uh, he He's no Mick the, the gangster, is he? I think he's doing a great job, but they're, they're just not doing enough. They haven't done enough to make him a, any more than a cut-out drugs dealer. We're not seeing enough of him. Um, anyway, Wednesday, um, we we hear that... Um, oh, oh, yeah, well, on Tuesday, on Monday, we also found out that um, that Ned has found that the pickup's been cancelled because Harvey thinks somebody's on to him. So Wednesday, Ned's had a lovely night of sleep on the sofa or wherever. Harvey's going to come round later. Imran's trying to phone up Leanne to come into work, but she ducks out of it, pretends that she's sick. Um, and then Toya and Nick later see Harvey go into Leanne's flat. And obviously they think that she's um, seeing this bloke behind. Well, Toya knows that Imran, because Imran told her that Toya's, um, Leanne's not going to work. Yeah. So then she sees Leanne yeah. with this man. She's going to grass her up. There's Battersby. They're both a pair Grasses. of grasses, aren't yeah. they? Um, Harvey heads off with the drugs he's collected them he wants to take Simon as insurance just in case it goes wrong and Leanne's like no take me instead and Harvey's like no thanks I'll have Simon um, Simon says don't worry ma'am I'll be fine um, so they they all go off for their whatever and so Leanne goes to meet up with DC What's-His-Face again over in Kitchener Street which again, I'm getting a bit sick of that being the de facto you know, the default place for... Dodge area. For, for secret meetings. But it's not, again, it's not Coronation Street's fault. They, don't, they just don't have very many places that they can go at the moment. But um, So Leanne is begging the police officer to stop this sting because of Simon's involvement in it. And he's not going to do it because they're so close. So, sorry, Leanne. I know we said that you can duck out of it any time, but now's not the time. Um, Toya has a go at Leanne in the street for throwing her life away. Leanne's not having oh, any of it. Because she says, oh, we've all given you so many chances. Yeah. And it, you know if now I was, you're having it off with this, yeah, wouldn't you be baffled? Like you kicked Nick out because you said you couldn't cope. Yeah, and then you're shagging this rando guy. What's going on? Yeah, Simon calls Leanne from the police station later. Tells her all about the sting. Harvey got away, and he's coming for you. Oh no! Yeah, so it it, it looks like um yeah, it's not gone quite to plan. Sadly for for the police, um, Leanne. The next scene, she's dithering in the flat. And if I was Leanne, I'd be I'd be out of that flat. You know. She's so stupid. She's going, but I need to make sure I got my. Got, got to take the sanitary towels. 
Yeah, I need to. Oh, I want my lip balm. I need to get my nice. I'll get my nice hand cream because that'll be a nice treat when I'm on the run. Yeah. Um, I need a headscarf to disguise myself. Sunglasses. Boom! In bursts Harvey, kicks the door down, and says, "Where do you think you're going, grass?" And this. Like if I was on the phone to my son and he's going, "Oh, this thing went wrong," and Harvey's after you, I'd be like, "Um, I'm in Costa and I'm running." Yeah, but she she does it, and and this this part of the week I was like. Ooh, okay. It's starting Ooh. to get interesting now. It could have gone down some kind of, you know, hostage route. Again, I'm thinking, uh, this reminds me of, do you remember when um, Shona went to went off yeah. with uh, Clayton in yeah. that house that one the time? And she house. ends up get, Yeah, exactly. Ends up getting stabbed. That was a tense situation. So I thought maybe we we're going to get something like that. No, because he But she we goes, don't. She goes, I didn't do it. And he goes, I believe you. Yeah. And then he starts thinking it's Simon um, because he didn't try and run when the police came along. Um, and then and Leanne says, no, it wasn't, it was me. So she, that he, was weird. He, he leads her back out into the car, but they're, they're both dithering around for a little bit and the police um, come just in time, armed police, no, guess, no less, and Harvey smiles to Leanne that he's going to get her. Oh. Uh-oh. So the detective takes Leanne inside, Harvey's going down apparently, um, and as long as she goes to the station to give a witness statement, everything is going to be okay. Um, and he says, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I can to protect you before you go to court. They kind of talk about um, witness protection and stuff, don't they? And uh, d- disappearing. Right, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, it, it's at this point, I was just like... What's going to happen? I was, yeah, the, 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 all, all the, the just... excitement that they built up from this, um, him kicking down the door, just turned into... Oh, it's, I've just it's spent fine, this really. whole time with this drugs thing and I don't know what it is this whole time just feeling like oh god that's oh, that's sta- so annoying it started off well but you and know it's what? not just like they haven't got Jacob anymore or anything because he was great it, I don't know it it's just not, like not hitting the right like notes it's like a series of things that are just complicated and annoying like when you're at work and you're trying to do something and then it turns out that you need to ask somebody else to do something and they, they have to ask you know what I mean it just feels like a complication of, of a chore mm. that you're not that into and you don't care about that's how this whole story feels oh Leanne's now a, a police informant oh god that's complicated then isn't it now that's added <laughs> another thing and when they kept doing when when they kept doing dr- when Leanne and Simon's like oh I, I accidentally ke- became a drug dealer and now I, I'm a drug dealer and now you're a drug dealer we both have to deal drugs together he's like oh god I, know. I can't tell the police because I did this oh no again but at least we did have the high point of Dev trying to convince <laughs> the police officer that they're not doing drugs in the chip shop which was probably one of my scenes of the week I mean it doesn't take much to, to make have a scene of the week you just got to be deaf and, yeah. and say something, something funny. but she, he was like no man we don't do drugs we do fish and chips and pie and chips kebab and chips man and Simon, Simon, do you're not doing drugs with Jacob, are you? I don't think Deb has realised that Jacob hasn't been to work for I the know. past month. The fact that he's <laughs> referencing a guy that has like been at death's door for a month makes me think he's not as involved in his business as he probably. Yeah, should so be. he may, he may I think he's dropped himself in it. There could be a, an undercover drugs operation there going under his nose. He wouldn't have a clue. He's too busy with the shop. Too busy you, with his errant teenage daughter. Yeah. Do you get in trouble if your if your chip shop's being used as a front for a drugs ring, but you didn't know? <laughs> I swear I didn't know, Gov. And can we also just point I've out? I've got so many businesses, man. I can't. I can't know everything that happens in all of them. Can we just point out that the the front page of the Weatherfield 
Gazette or Recorder, I can't remember which one, recently was that the local news agent snagged somebody off on the internet. They would cream their pants if they heard there was a drugs ring being being run out of the local chip shop. I know. And wouldn't you go, if you were like the... um, Reporter, when you'd be like, isn't that the other end of the road where the guy's just been vandalised for being mean about a dead child? There's what so much that goes on in Coronation that? Street. I, I, if I was like, in charge of the Weatherfield Gazette, I'd set up an offices. Yeah. Just so that I could be, just you know. Just all then, like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like last, last week, there was a traffic jam because an insane woman made a cafe in, in the, the middle, middle of the, of the road. <laughs> um, anyway, what else was happening? So Leanne tells Simon that she's going to do a witness statement tomorrow, then do a runner. Well, that's been put on hold now um, for the moment. Toya comes over to the flat to find out what the flaming heck's going on, Leanne. And Simon, and, and this is where she finds out that she, uh, her sister's been dealing drugs. Leanne lies. She says, um, Simon's not been dealing drugs. I have. It's like you, have, so you both have. You both have been doing point. a little bit, haven't yeah. you? Toya doesn't say, oh, you mean, you know, like with James Quigley? Still nobody's brought this up. No. Leanne's massive history with drugs 20 years ago. Um, and Leanne says to Toya, look, we, we, if we wanted to go into witness protection, it'd be forever. Cutting all ties from anyone. And the girls watching this going, oh, it won't be there, will it? It's not going to be. No, Toya's because... feeling useless all this time. And she's like, why can't you come and see me sooner? I'll do everything I can to help. And um, actually, but Leanne's going to do what's best for Simon, basically. Um, well, the obvious thing is then that Harvey's going to die at the end of this because that's the only way that the show can have Leanne in it without it, the whole thing being a farce to say that she can never be safe again because Harvey's got it in for her. He can go down for a long time. But the thing is, but he's he got would, his little network is, of... Yeah, exactly. So he would be in prison going, right, now you now you take her out because she got me in here. Yeah, I guess it's a, a consequence of the... Um, trying to raise the stakes and be a bit sensationalist about it. It's a bit like having quads, really. Where are you going to go from there? The quads have quads. Mm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, a, as I was going to St. Eyes, I met a man. So <laughs> each quad had four quads. Oh, no, thank um, you. Anyway, it, it wasn't rubbish. I just feel, as I was watching it, it's just thinking I, I'm not being as excited as I should. And also... If we didn't have COVID, it would be a lot more exciting because we would have seen the sting. For this example, this is the thing they 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 they've done it before. They that they can't get away with it as much as they think they can to have a character describe exciting things that have happened off screen. Yeah, they. It's not. It, well, I, I wouldn't say they're works. doing it more and more, but sometimes it works. But other times it just feels like you just feel cheated. Yeah, because they, they absolutely would have shown it. Under normal circumstances. It would have been and really I can't exciting. blame Coronation Street, really. No, I... I but it doesn't make it any I better. Know, no, I don't know what the... I don't know um, what the schedule is or, you know, how they... Why this had to be done now. But I just can't help but think this is another one of these stories that really should have waited. I don't see how... I don't know how well that they can do that. Because these, these things are planned, like, so, planned. so far in advance. So far in advance that they might have thought... Well, this may, maybe we'll be able to film back to normal by the yeah, time it happens, and any and even if we don't, this that's one little mini bit in the story. We can still mostly do the story. It's a good, it fits because it's going to gel in with all these other interlocking stories and everything. And and to not do it would this would probably screw up 
many many it would ripple wouldn't it but I I couldn't help but, thinking but at like, the same oh, time um, half asking something is not beneficial to your ratings no no oh, I don't know so we'll, I get we, we will find out on Monday what happens there I mean to be fair I, I think Jane Danson deserves a break by now. So if she's going to go off and be in witness protection for a little bit, that that wouldn't surprise me. Um, is she going to go with? Is she going to go with Nick? Maybe. Gemma's shrugging for the benefit of the tape. Um, well, I don't, I don't care. I honestly, don't care. Well, we will get a little breather from it soon. Maybe. Is it? Oh, it's a shame because it's. It, uh, the story had the potential I to be really, really good. Really, um, like you guys all know, I I never really liked Leanne, and I found her quite insufferable and very annoying. And Jane Danson, I've always said, is a fantastic actress, and she plays Leanne very well. And um, she definitely won me over with Ollie's story because I found it quite refreshing that they weren't sort of. <clears throat> Uh, canon not like making her into a saint suffering through this horrible ordeal like she was she was objectionable and difficult and I thought that was that was honest and refreshing way to portray like a a parent who was going through a a traumatic time Um, but now I'm just I'm just a bit fed up with her and I don't care (laughs) because I don't Mm. like I want to like her more than I do but she's not very sympathetic and she doesn't seem to do anything that makes sense and she just makes everything worse. She's she's trying to protect her son. She's already lost one son. She doesn't want to lose another one, so she's putting herself I in, guess the, the problem in the line with me of danger. Also is that I'm like, Simon's not that good. <laughs> just, Simon's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Use him as a human shield. <laughs> right, let's move on. And to also, another... Simon, oh, on. yeah, I don't feel anything for him. If If, if Harvey chopped him into bits and, like, put him in the freezer and like made Leanne do a nice bolognese out of it I would go oh, that's, oh, that's pretty bad <laughs> do you know what I mean but I wouldn't go all oh, that's tragic and sad we've, we've got a bolognese in the fridge we're having that for dinner tonight we are lovely and it is not made of tiny bits of human oh good 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 um, yeah do you see what I mean I just think yeah, yeah, just so, kind yeah, of unsympathetic characters played by great actors but pfft, if they yeah if they got minced at the end of it I'd be I kind of think it was funny. <laughs> right, let's move on to the next story. Sorry. We've got very little to say about that one. It's so funny, it? isn't it? Like, how I can get so, like, mad at, like, Tyrone for um, kissing someone. And then, like, uh, Leanne, Leanne and, and Simon, like, the victims of this horrible, evil, manipulative crime organisation, like, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it's that one feels more relatable, I guess. And this just, and this does happen to other people, doesn't it? I don't but, imagine it happens to the, the, in the frequency that we should worry about what people think about listening to this podcast or to the frequency that happens on Coronation Street itself. One of, one of the things with the, with the Simon, uh, with the, the Tyrone and Fizz storyline is there has been a, a few scenes of good, just honest dialogue going on, hasn't there? What? In the, in the Fizz and Tyrone story. Mm. You mean, that, that, yeah, that yeah, long, yeah. And yeah, maybe because that's, it's a human story. Yeah, whereas this is more sensationalist, and and there's been a few little scenes, but not not to the same 
degree. Oh, I don't know. Let, let's, let's do the next story. I don't think we're going to have a, a whole load of good stuff to say about this one either, are we? We're going to be mentioned this week. This is such a week. miserable podcast. Sorry. Oh, Making a mountain out of a troll hill on Monday. No customers at the cabin. Um, Brian's on the front of the Gazette. There's his article about Tracy's bad mouth in him. Um, Slow news week. Journalist, incredibly irresponsible here for not pointing out um, something like Tracy. Is it Tracy Barlow still? McDonald. Tracy McDonald. How old is she? 37 or whatever. Uh, no, she's not the same age as us. How old is she? Answer the question. Early 40s. I don't Mid-40s. know. Mid 40s. All right then, Tracy, sure. Tracy McDonald, 44 of Weatherfield, also ex-murderess, who was released after evidence was tampered. You know, yeah. Wouldn't you investigate it a little bit more and go, this is actually a pretty good story. Like, feud, like, murderess's feud with local news agent. Much better headline than whatever they came up with. <laughs> local troll lives in cabin. <laughs> anyway, um, Brian sees David walking past. He's bought a paper... From, from across the road. Dev started selling them. Brian's absolutely seething. He goes into the corner shop and has a go at him. And he's like, you've been asking for it after what you did to Steve. And later on, the cabin window gets smashed. Um, and tra- he's cleaning it up and Tracy sees him and has a rant at him. And Kathy has enough and says, you know what? I'm Lemon Drop. And Tracy's like, how dare you let him take the blame? What kind of person does that? And you thought all of this was bad before. It's only going to get worse now. Oh, no. On Wednesday... Uh, things are still going badly. <laughs> Brian tells Kathy she should have kept her mouth shut. Um, in the cafe, Kathy gets both barrels from Tracy. Bernie stands up for her. Kathy's quite grateful and she has a nice hot chocolate with a flake in it, which I always think is a bit overkill, but, you know, no. not here to judge. As I keep saying after judging people. Kathy, um, I, I had a, another hot chocolate and Duncan a brioche roll in it the other day. It was nice. Oh, I really want a hot chocolate. Kathy tries to bring... Some I, apology, my, fish and chips, to... I've just written Cathy. All the ca- Cathy tries to bring Cathy some apology, fish and chips and gets it thrown back in her face. Cathy is who... No, she goes over to... Um, Which person does Gemma. she go to? Gemma she goes Why? to, doesn't she? Oh, I don't know, because they all hate her. They all hate her for being a battered troll. I want to know, did she get these fish and chips before or after the fish shop was raided for being a drugs ring? <laughs> like, could you... If they've started raiding it, could you be like, look, can I just get some fish and chips for free? Are you going to chuck those out? <laughs> I'll test them. I'll let you know if there's drugs in them. I promise. Or do you think she went around the back and just got it out of the bins? Yeah. Um, she has to walk off. She doesn't doesn't even accept them. No. Whoever it was. It was <laughs> I think it was Gemma, but it might have been Tracy. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I was doing good tweets. Kathy heads to Roy's later. And he says, you tell Alex and let him know what's going on before he sees the messages himself. But it turns out that he's already seen it and he has been sticking up for her online and been trolled himself. And so she tells him to um, delete all his social media. Um, he hangs up on her and Amy hears about this and she's like, oh, but he wasn't supposed to get hurt. It was only supposed to hurt the person who's the worst, which is you, Kathy, you horrible, evil woman. And uh, we all learned something about revenge that day. Yeah, it's bad. Don't do it. Yeah, so I, I'm, I, I've seen, I've seen different opinions on this one as well. Look, I think, um, I think uh, some people are saying, you know, that this does happen and cancel culture is a real is a major thing. Cancel, not cancel. I said cancel culture, especially you well, know, we know cancel culture. Younger people, 
and, and and it is interesting i guess that they've made it an older couple that this is happening to but i i just can't watch this without thinking that it is blown massively out of proportion and and Kathy got a bit, little bit tiddly a couple of weeks ago put a message on has profusely apologized about it since and for that to blow into you know nobody's going to the cabin anymore people are throwing bricks through it it just feels like would it would it really get that big is there have, have, have the people of Weatherfield got nothing else to interest them that, that they have to pick up on this I, I don't know. You know, are you feeling the same? It does feel silly. It feels like it, we're supposed to think this is perhaps shorthand. For, I don't know. It, it's unconvincing. Um, it's not like it's it, it's. It feels like they're te- trying to teach us a lesson in a bit of a cat-candid way, and it's not the first time that Coronation Street has done that. It feels a bit like they're like, "Don't be mean to us on on Twitter." But it, it's all. <laughs> you, you're not. You're not really seeing lots of people hating Kathy either, are you? I mean, there's there's Tracy, there's... Um, who else is having a go? The thing is about this is that if it's supposed to be a story about, like, don't be mean on social media, look at the consequences, the actual, the people that are getting mad about it are worse than Kathy because all she did was say something anonymously and, and mean about somebody, but she didn't throw bricks through people's windows. Yeah. It feels like this is almost in defence of trolls because it's like... Just because someone's mean on the internet doesn't mean you have to be mean to them in real life. Who threw the brick, I wonder? It's, it's always anonymous randos, isn't it? Mm. Just because someone's mean on the internet doesn't mean you're you're allowed to start stocking newspapers, Dev. <laughs> um, Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a confusing story. And when I thought that they were going to do a trolling storyline, I thought, oh, brilliant, because this is relevant and interesting and there's a lot to say about this. But it, it, it does feel like a very stereotypically cat-handed Coronation Street tries to do technology, doesn't understand what the hell it's talking about, even though, for God's sake, every single person who works there knows what Twitter is and has used it and seen it. And surely, I don't know how they come up with... How do they mangle this so much? Trolling, to me, is something that happens more than once. It's like bullying, isn't it? When children come up to me at school and say, oh, I'm being bullied. And like it, actually, all that's happened, somebody once. said something means... Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's, that's not bullying. Because the thing is... That, it, this is an issue, this is a problem, and there are people who spend their whole lives like cyber stalking other people and harassing them, making new accounts, and um, and pylons are a real thing. That That's a different matter, though. What's that? Where you know, somebody instigates a pylon, and everyone's saying, Oh, yes, they, those two people are stealing all the charity money. Notice that that's never come up again, and nobody's like still accusing them of anything and we still don't know where Tracy got the money from I know, or where, what's time. happened to the fundraising cash or whether there is any debts incurred because um we were talking like on the on the Facebook group we were like well what what was the money for and because um at one point they did owe lots of money and Leanne was racking up her debt she still owes Imran money so w- uh, the whole thing's so confusing and then on top of it you have somebody being mean once to somebody else and then the whole street hating them and becoming worse than she was at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I, I complain about the drug story because it's a, a, another kind of sensationalised thing. And, and and this doesn't feel big, but it's being made to look bigger than it actually yeah, is. Yeah, I really would have liked them to have probably, probably um, seen something. Like, I really think that Leanne or Tracy or somebody who's had a really hard time, or even Steve, 
going on in the internet, making themselves lots of accounts and like bit harassing somebody, that to me feels like more of a story. Like the psyche of somebody doing that. What do you? Why are you doing it? What are you getting out of it? How are you hurting people? And what can be done about it? That's more interesting than basically Coronation Street's explanation for why people troll is they get drunk and they get jealous of someone. There's a lot more interesting... They get mad because I haven't paid the paper bill. Yeah. There's way more interesting avenues to explore because let's also be honest here about about what trolling really is. It's usually someone you don't even know. Yeah, that's true about the anonymity of internet. Over somebody they don't know anything about, don't know in real life, making stories up in their little heads, harassing them, getting a moral crusade against them. And it's not just, it's not a question of left or right wing politics. Because I know you said cancel culture, and I know that some people like to say, oh, there's no such thing as cancel culture. There is such a thing as cancel culture, and both sides do it to each other. Um, So let's not pretend that that's a thing. But it is a it is a really fascinating thing, and and people can get obsessed, and I I'd really like to learn more about that. But I guess I think people are being obsessed with being horrible to Kathy and now Alex, aren't they're they? They're the worst trolls. Like you're saying, this is a trolling storyline. To me, they're being trolled, not the other way around. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. I, I don't know. At it wrong. Well, maybe this is a sure. this is a new way to look at it. But I don't know what I d- I don't know what Coronation Street is getting at because. I, 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 like I said, it really feels like it was a, a, like a C storyline that they thought would just chuck it in. We don't need to concentrate on it. But this is the stuff that they should be doing more about. Because this is the thing about humans. This is this is why it's interesting. It's not about like all oh, drug dealing and who says what to who and uh, who, are you wearing a wire and you know uh, what's the witness protection program like blah blah blah. I, that's all you know nebulous stuff and they've been criticised on internet for not understanding how police work and like putting people off of being witnesses and stuff i saw somebody commenting they didn't explain why that that coronation street portrayed this wrongly which is unfortunate because they could have taught people what the actual fact of the matter was that would have been more helpful but this trolling stuff this is psychology this is human psychology soap should be about that and how people interact with each other Mm. I can't think of a more interesting, relevant, and or absorbing story. I tell you, another character who would be quite susceptible to this, and that's Jenny. Yeah. I can definitely see Jenny going on the internet and having a go at people. And yeah, definitely. I just don't. I just think. I mean, she, it's like when she signed Liz up for that. Um, yeah, Charlotte Tracker. Yeah. It just feels like a missed opportunity, and it feels like because they think they've done it now, that's it. They're not going to do it again. Mm. But. But there are so few opportunities in life for them to have a completely new avenue to go down to to talk about how people relate to one another. And it's usually te- driven by technology and they just miss it every time. To mm. me, that's how I feel. The same thing I feel that that with the Bernie and the cow story where they had the... Um, catfishing. Catfishing and the, you know, the, the people who attack people that they say are paedophiles. So fascinating and so much to talk about and so much conflict and and two sides that you know like uh, you've got the 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 person who is accused and you've got the the person who's crusading and like are they really helping or are they making it worse i don't we, we brushed on it but i just think that 
these are all topics, honestly, you could make a whole drama out of them. You know, like a, like a, like a one of these little mini dramas. You mm. can make a whole thing just of that topic. And if Coronation Street takes that one of those topics that's so rich and then gives it just a very cursory little, you know, lick of paint and then says, there you go, I've renovated it. It just feels like, no, you've missed your chance here. Mm. Yeah. It just feels like a missed opportunity. Um, next story... I think a lot of the rest of it was just kind of reminding us of things that are going on. This, so that, this so Peter, something on Friday could happen. Yeah, which obviously hasn't had the chance to. Because a, a lot of the beginning of Wednesday's episode was reminding us that Peter and Carla are kind of fine with each other now and are, are they having happy times together and they've put everything behind them. Steve's still being an ass to, to Peter who doesn't forgive him for... Let him die? Whatever. Um, and, and, and Lucas is still... Um, you know, Bad. hanging around and and and, uh, and there's potential for Carla to go off with him, but she's got no intention of uh, meeting with him when she finds out that there's a, a, something scheduled. Um, so she goes off home and um, and Sarah has to do the meeting instead. Peter's on the phone to the hospital. She's, he's booking an appointment for Friday. Um, guess that's being delayed till Monday Cancelled. now. And um, Steve comes in and he's humble at last. So that little um, argy-bargy we had at the beginning of the episode... Um, wants to be his friend. Went to nothing, yeah. So they have a little cream tea together, don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah's mad at Carla for jibbing out of the meeting, she says. Carla says, fine, I quit the factory. What? Uh, where did this... Co- Do you see what I mean? There were so many things in this week where, where it was just, like, so uh, glib and it didn't get given any time for you to absorb what the heck's going on. And because it wasn't given any impact, you're like... Is she quit or is she not quit? I don't even know now. Does it matter? Is it, yeah. Does it matter? Back and forth, back and forth. She... And the other thing, the other thing, the problem with all of these characters is they don't live in reality and they should do. They should be grounded. They should be the most boring, grounded characters on television because those are the, those are the problems in the stories that exist in real life and that people can relate to. Carla has not got a job now. What, is she independently wealthy? Is, is like... Well, she's still got the beard oil business to fall back on, I is guess. Is Johnny a secret oil baron or something? <laughs> like, do you know, like, she should be panicking that she hasn't got a job. And this is why it gets slightly unrelatable, because you can't, you can't empathise with people who can just quit their job and, and sort of flick their hair and walk out or get, move to Australia the day after they thought of the idea. Mm. No, just you're really, right, you're it just right. just fails sometimes on a very fundamental well, level. Peter does tell her that she can't just jack the job in because of him. He trusts her with Lucas and everything. No, but, but he said that you can't just jack it in for me. He's not like, what the hell are we going to do about money? And then he's like, oh yeah, that's true. We don't need to, don't need money because we just We're just live living in my the, granddad's house at the moment. Just live off he's everyone else. disappeared. Like a pair of ticks. Yeah. They, they, have a, dog's they have a little thing at the end of the episode where they're saying, oh, we've got something planned next week. Wink, wink. And I, and I don't know whether I, we're supposed to not know what that is but I kind of do know what it is because I've seen a picture of it um, for upcoming spoilers so I, I don't really want to speculate but yeah a lot of this was just a bit boring and, and reminding of what, what's happened so far the, the big change I guess is that Carla's quit the, the factory but she says she wants a new challenge you kind of forget what does that mean you kind of forget that she works there anyway I know that Nick and Sarah everyone definitely work just seems there. to work there but do nothing well, and how many other people have they had leave there recently? Paul's left there. <laughs> um, who else has that been? Don't know. Sean has left the factory. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, but it just doesn't. Also, 
The fact that the Sarah gave no craps about this. She's Carlos only worked there to she, do. She, she Sarah, kind of, yeah, favor. she joined to, to help back She's it like, out again. Whatever, Carla, don't let the door hit you on the way out. You've just been nothing but a liability to me. Literally, they need to close that fact. Sarah doesn't know anything. She she reminds me of like she's like a business baby, like with monopoly money, thinking that she's working on doing a job. Yeah. The, the whole factory is just a mess at the moment. It really, really it's is. It's like my first Barbie business. Considering um, Coronation Street has had a long, very long and successful period uh, of history, sorry, of factories on, on the street. Think about uh, Sarah, and I don't... Bless her. She's a fine character. She shouldn't be in charge of the factory. Let's compare her to Mike Baldwin. What the hell is she doing there? She shouldn't be there. Even Adam Barlow, who you know tried to take over when he came in and everything he'd he be better in there and he's a lawyer he doesn't know anything about pants well the other problem with Sarah is if, if Nick does indeed go into witness protection with Carla with, the, with um oh, with, sorry with Leanne Sarah's going to be left running the place by herself but she doesn't seem to have any staff that work there anyway it's, she hasn't even got Sarah there Kirk on this full Dirk. time no right snarky and George Gemma funeral oh, I feel party. really I, oh what? So black cats outside. <laughs> they made me jump. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I feel real really bad that I'm just sitting here and being so snitty about everything today. It just it, it hasn't grabbed us this week. It's like sometimes you just like something can be just not just not like a a full you know five out of five, and then immediately you're like deconstructing everything about <laughs> it and saying that the whole thing is rotten and it should be cancelled. Like, I don't think that's my normal feelings about Coronation Street. I do usually don't care about some of these things I'm complaining about today, but when it all piles on top of you, you start to um, nitpick, and that is exactly what I have been doing, so I apologise. I've quite, I quite enjoyed this, this Todd and George stuff, to be fair. I mean, there, there wasn't really a story going this was on, George was George being but... a bit of a dick, I thought. So on Wednesday, um, Todd's getting ready for his first day and, and he's trying to decide what colour tie the to wear. The navy tie or the black tie. Um, he, start, he starts and basically George spends the whole day negging him. He's made this like list of ideas for what to do. Put a business proposal together. He's got all these really, really, really quite good ideas. Um, but immediately George is like, you don't need to wear a black tie every day. I don't know who you think you are. Oh, thank you for these instructions. I'll use them as a tea coaster. <laughs> then he then he goes to the cafe, does George, with Eileen later for a break. And he moans to her about Todd, which is a bad move because Eileen's like me. You can be mean about my, my um, anything you like. But if you start attacking things that are very dear to me, I take it too personally. <laughs> and also, like like with Coronation Street, I can record myself for two hours saying it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But if somebody says to me they prefer EastEnders, I'll just, I'll immediately start trying to gouge their eyes out with a rusty spoon <laughs> for insulting my favourite thing in the world. Yes. So anyway, this is what George is doing. Basically, he's, he's slagging off Coronation Street and saying EastEnders is better. And Eileen takes a great offence to it. Um... Yeah, he says, stop being such a stick in the mud. Maybe Todd's got a point. Well, George is saying, listen, the Shuttleworth funeral parlour's been around for hundreds of years, or over a hundred years. I know what I'm doing, thank you very much. And I don't need some trumped up, you know, young guy with a business idea telling me how to rejuvenate everything. It's going fine, thank you very much. The thing is about it is that if people are still dying and there's no difference in what you do with them after they're dead... It doesn't feel like innovation is the most important part of your of your job. No, and I don't I don't know that people. I guess I think Todd came up with some really good ideas, but I don't know that when you're planning a wet a funeral, you go in and you're like, "Wow me, 
give me some great ideas for what we can do for this I mean, this the, event. The thing with Todd is he's he's very bright and intelligent, isn't he? And I imagine that just being there, you know, making the tea or dusting That's the side bird or whatever. That's what he got told to do. Yeah, it, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna use his full potential. But this was a really great story. This was a well observed, really great series of character conflicts, and this is what Coronation Street can do very well. Yeah, and George got... comes across as being quite cosy and traditional and just and, and not necessarily ambitious. He just, you know, it's the family business. We've always done it this way. Thank you very much. Yeah, Mom. you've got a young, ambitious guy who's very intelligent coming in, quite brash, th- giving his opinions. You've got a guy who's been doing it his whole life and his dad before him and his granddad before that, probably, going, I don't know who the hell you think you are. It's your first day and you're telling me how to do my job. Thanks very much, but go and make the tea. Mm. And then you've got him saying to the the boy's mum, God, I'm fed up with this kid. He he thinks he knows everything. Eileen's like, yeah, he does, but you can't tell me that because I don't want to hear it because that's my son. Then she goes off to, to, um, to see Todd and she's like, you're being a bit of a dickhead. You don't need to tell him, but, you know, people should be buried upside down from now on because you've had a great idea about it. <laughs> then she goes back to George and she says, sorry, I was a bit defensive earlier, but, you know, he's my pride and joy. Um, you know, now Jason's in Thailand and everything. But Todd then senses a spark between his boss and his mum. Well, that seems to have been... But we thought that. It's been going on for ages. That wasn't a big surprise, but it looks like it's stepping up a gear now, which is nice. I think think that'd be quite nice together. Does Todd want this to to happen or not? Because Todd could be quite... uh, any opportunity that Todd can get for taking Mischief advantage making. of a situation, he will. Like, does it benefit him for his mum to be going this out is with what his, his boss? This is surely what he's trying to work out now. Like, if I get them together, will they be grateful to me? Will that give me a bit of leeway here? Like, if I get him invested in my mum, will he leave me alone? Can I stick my oar in here a bit more? If he's off shagging my mum, I, I can maybe... Put my stamp on the place. Yeah, I wonder. Does he want to take over the funeral parlor or something? I mean, it's it 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 feels unrealistic for somebody to just be permanently sneaky and always looking for a way to one up somebody else all the time. But you know, in a situation where Todd is just there serving, it doesn't doesn't feel quite right for him. So it wouldn't surprise me if he he did have his own his own plans, especially when his you know trying to do it above board and making a, a business proposal and yeah, everything so was just thought, thrown back in his yeah, face. This is the thing that quite often happens to Todd is that he will try to do something the correct way in inverted commas and then it'll get thrown back in his face um, and it's um, and then it sort of throws him down the path of doing things wrong. But mm. you were saying about how can somebody exist just manipulating people, you know, is there not a day off for them? This reminded me of something I watched yesterday which people might be interested in you're a, a student of human nature perhaps you are if you're listening to this because you like learning about different people i watched this really fascinating youtube series yesterday and it's really quite short each episode is about five minutes long i always watch them on double speed so it takes half the time it's called ask a psychopath and there's a series of, i think five five videos ask a psychopath the first one's called what is your background so if you search ask a psychopath what is your background you'll find it's one it's one channel and that's the only thing they've got on there just those ones and it's really fascinating it's this woman who is a diagnosed psychopath talk or she calls herself a sociopath actually there's no difference i don't think um talking about what it's like for her to be a psychopath and 
the experiences that she's had and what she what she gets up to and why she how she found out about it and what she's done about it and things and it's really interesting because she's saying things like i don't i don't have a really wide range of emotions i don't you care if somebody is mad at me um and i realize like the reason that she sought treatment for it was that she realized that every three years or so her whole life just collapses because she doesn't know how to interact with people except to manipulate them oh okay and that's what made me think of todd because todd is like that and he they don't play it properly because they didn't set out to make him like this so they're not following the the sort of the it's kind of like the, what they do with Roy, where he's clearly on the, on the autism spectrum, but they daren't say it because they don't want to be told off for doing it wrong. Mm. And they don't want to be disrespectful, which I can understand. But um, to- Todd's manipulating people and sort of doing it without really meaning to. And is it benefiting him? I don't know. It's just really interesting series to watch. And I, when I was watching it, I was thinking... God, I would love it if I had a character like this on Coronation Street. Somebody who just genuinely doesn't... And there's nobody like it on there, but no. somebody who just genuinely doesn't get why why should they should care about what people think. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Tracy is uh, sometimes a bit like that, isn't she? No, it? no. This woman but... genuinely did not seem to think that she would ever... Ever, ever really sympathise with mm. other people. And, like, she... Like, the other thing, she's like, why would I? Well, I don't understand why I would do. What does it... Mm. watch it it's so interesting it really is interesting so what where, where do you think this is going do you think this is going to go anywhere particularly is todd going to try and take over the business is he has he been suitably put in his place is he going to try and uh, screw george over and i don't know see uh, the, it, it, but i'm kind of interested to find out which is more than i can say for some of the yeah. other stories yeah this is probably one of the most interesting bits yeah. this is a question like is this a todd story is this a george story is this a funeral parlor story because depending on what it is depends on how this will progress because if this is a todd story then you know don't don't um don't get comfortable in that funeral set because he'll have it burned down within a week. Probably. I think there's definitely going to go somewhere with Eileen and Jaws. I mean, as soon as as soon been... as he finds out that she's secretly got a, a love of dead bodies and pies, then he's oh, going to be lovely. like, oh, you're my soulmate. You're my Mrs. Sweeney or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Todd. Mrs. Todd, yes. Mrs. Sir. Lovett. Was That's the, uh, right, was the, the pie woman. maker. Yeah. Don't um, ever combine those two interests, people, if you're listening. <laughs> Um, right, we 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 got Faye who just watches some films with Elaine basically on Monday, well, haven't we? Yeah, Elaine well, wants well, to be her nice grandma because she, before she goes to prison, so she wants to watch a load of movies. Films. But she was supposed to be having a date with Craig while Sally and Tim are in Formby. They end up going to bed together, and yeah, that's Craig and Faye, not. Elaine and Faye or no. Elaine and Craig. She she makes her googly eyes at him, and then they go upstairs and great um and then we also had a bit more of the uh, seb and nina who seb threatens to cut off his hair on monday and then he doesn't and wow and 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 she she likes him so again not not really much going on there um i'm just looking through the notes no nothing buys an easter, he buys she buys seb comes around the cafe with an easter egg okay for nina great um, the end. The the end of that really. Um, we'll see what happens next week. So we can, yeah, kind of run out of steam a it's bit. It's a bit. Um, it's a bit of an unsatisfactory ending there to the week because uh, it wasn't so set. No, but it's so weird soon. because I have seen people online saying this has been a really really strong week and it just doesn't 
doesn't feel like it in the slightest to me. It's fine, <sighs> fine to me. Well, the thing is about it, um, some of what annoyed me about this week is like people's reactions to it, which shouldn't really be... What, real life people? Yeah, shouldn't really be Coronation Street's fault. Or I shouldn't hold it against the show and say, oh, I don't like it because of that. But it does put you in a bad mood. <laughs> um, character of the week this week. Hang on, you haven't even scored it. Well, I can do whatever order I want. Maybe <laughs> I want to do my character of the week oh, first. Oh, suddenly Prince Philip dies and you're like, it's anarchy, it's anarchy. We can do whatever we want now. He's my, not going to tell us no. My character of the week. Blimey. Can I give it to Evelyn on the phone for wanting to uh, string Ty up? Can we give it to Chesney for telling Tyrone that he was the worst? You can give it to Chesney if you want. That's, not a, that's not a bad nomination. I don't want to. I, I do like it when Chesney and, Je- and uh, Fizz have scenes together. They they have got a really nice brother sister thing going on. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give it to Fizz. I'll just give it to Fizz again for continuing to to stick it to Tyrone and and quite rightly putting him in his place for. I don't know if I want to give it to Alina, even though she's a harlot. Because she did tell Tyrone that she was like, no, I don't love you anymore. Also, also... Could, could give it to Leanne? No. <laughs> also, I like, um, I, I feel bad for her, but oh, I don't know. Fizz, I'm saying Fizz, um, and I am giving this week, this half week, uh, two and a half knickers in a packet that Fizz has bought. Uh, I did like that line. She said, I buy my knickers in a packet of ten and (laughs) sometimes he comes to bed without brushing his teeth. That was a good line. Well, that's just marriage. I tell you what, it's a good job that she did, that she, um, they're not going to get married because if they can't cope with it beforehand, they ain't going to like it. It doesn't magically change once you get get married. Yeah, two and a half knickers in a packet, I'm giving it. What are you giving it? Yeah, two and a half, snazzy but still respectful funeral parlours. Nice. Out of five, lovely. I haven't given them my character all oh, week. No. Oh, you're not giving it to Chess. No, I'm not giving it to Chesney. I said I don't want to create a precedent. <laughs> Sometimes. Though. I just feel like a protest. I feel like I don't want to give it to anybody. You must. Everybody's such an asshole, <laughs> including me. <laughs> Can't give it to yourself. Yeah, the character of the week goes to Gemma for putting up with all of this nonsense this week. Oh, who's in it? I don't even know. Tyrone, Fizz, Alina, Gemma, Chesney, Leanne, Nick, Harvey, Ned. Where's Pedro Van Man when you need him? I bet you it was Ned what drove that. <laughs> um, go on, go on, say someone. I just hate everything now. I feel really miserable. You gave it two and a half, which is could have been worse. I'll give it two. Todd. I'm giving it two. George. I'm giving it two. You're giving it two. I'm giving it two. Okay. Oh, this, this week has been such a bad week. It's been a horrible week. And then today was awful. Poor Prince Philip. I feel so sad. And now you want me to give it a score and, and tell you who my character there has, is. There has been I another setback in our like house movie as well. Nobody will understand the, the terror and horror that I live in every day. Nobody sympathises with me <laughs> being forced to do this every week. Stop talking and tell me who your <laughs> character is. I don't know who it could be. If we're going to... Oh, my God. It wasn't even a pet I could give it to. <laughs> a peanut was on it. I'll give it to Peanut. <laughs> peanut gets the award. Oh, my God. Best character. Oh, I hope next All human beings suck. This... It feels like... Well, where are we now? We're in April. And it just feels like Corrie hasn't quite got going enough for the year yet. 
I don't want to talk about it anymore. (sighs) Oh, but, you know... I was kind of trying to try really hard today to make this upbeat and not be miserable, but I'm so sad I can't do it. Uh, It's going to get... It, it goes through its peaks and its troughs, doesn't it? I always say that. Well, I, I, you know, and the other thing is, it's not just also Coronation Street. It's how you feel, what you're, fi- what you're, how you're feeling, and how you relate to the stories. Yeah, thank goodness for the Fizz and Tyrone storyline this week. Basically, um, let's should we move on? There's no news this week. Oh, there is no news. There's no cabin this week, so we're just going to do a. There's no cabin because the window's been smashed. <laughs> everyone's everyone is um, boycotting the cabin everybody's so like, gone to the corner shop we're not shop, making any news so there's no news at the cabin right let's uh, let's let's move on to some feedback then shall we right let's do some feedback then um sometimes when we have a street talk section where i end up feeling like oh i've been a bit a bit down on that it's always helpful to start a feedback section where the average score on facebook is also quite low so it doesn't just feel like we're the only ones that are feeling a bit you know that carries in a bit of a rutish situation at the I moment i thought you would say something like it's always nice when we're down on coronation street to have the feedback where people like it well, no, because I'm like, I'm flying and people are going to stop listening to the podcast if we don't say something nice about Coronation Street more well, I often. Well, I feel really bad because I don't want people to feel depressed listening to this episode. I feel depressed recording it. But Let's have some have, cheery feedback. Listen, we do have a really nice bonus, the bonus episode. The bonus episode is better than the normal episode this week, I will say. And I it's think not... we need to get Georgia in for <laughs> Just to oh, add a bit of cheer. I'm happy to retire. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2.75 was the score that our Facebook group gave last week's episodes, on average, that is, and that includes Fiona, who gave it to two Scrabble traitors, Shannon, three skin care tips that everyone over the age of 12 knows already, and Abby, three and a half oak caskets, which I will jump into myself if they don't contain the spread of infectious character stupidity. <laughs> love it thank you very much everybody and don't forget you can head over to our facebook group right now to vote for what you thought of this week's mini coronation street happenings were we alone in thinking it was a bit of a two week oh i don't know um right um We've got we've got a new uh, follow we've got a couple of new followers on Instagram this week actually which has been lovely including Chaza Baza Big Boy who's sent us a message saying I've only recently discovered your podcast but I'm so glad I found it I'm an avid Cory fan and have extensive knowledge so hearing other people share the same passion is so good good to listen to it for hours thumbs up emoji wish I could have found this years ago welcome Chaza Baza Big Boy well you can go and have a listen to our, some of our older episodes you can. on our blog if you want to there's literally months worth of it, over a month's worth um i think if you continuous. if you're really really hankering for some cor- from some conversation street bonus material and you don't want to go back to listen to old episodes because they you don't know what the hell we're talking about and honestly neither would i at this point cuz you haven't seen the episodes for so long go to the youtube channel because they're all quite timeless their their character profiles they've all if they're not recent they've had recent updates to explain what's yes. happened since so there's lots of interesting stuff there yeah and all the the interviews and stuff are there as well yeah anyway thank you i hope you enjoy it i hope we've not um you know put, put you, you off, off listening to it because you but the thing is chas a big boy has said that they're an avid cory fan and i'd still say that we are as well you can be an avid cory fan and still be down on it can't you? i have continuously said nobody hates something more than fans yes it's true um, give us something more to love, please, Coronation Street. Gemma, you can read out this next email. This is from George. Yep. 
says, Hi, Michael and Gemma. I hope you're Hi. coping with all the Groundhog Day business going on in the cobbles. Because <laughs> I'm not. What are the constant... Oh, yeah. George's um, email header was... Uh, what was seething. it? Seething. That's right. And when I saw it came through, I was like, Oh, is he mad at us? Have we done something? It's, no, it's or fine. She. Just just mad at Coronation Street. Could be a she. I think George is a boy. Um... Yeah, uh, yeah. when I saw that subject, I was like, oh, what did I say? <laughs> it's not us. It's fine. Um, yeah. Hope you cope with all the Groundhog Day business going on the cobbles, because I'm not. What with all the constant repetition of Peter's alcoholism, residents discovering their parents aren't their parents, and don't get me started on Billy and Todd, but what's really upset me is the split of Tyrone and Fizz. Ever yeah. since I've been watching Cory properly full-time, Fizz has and always will be my favourite character I felt could do a lot better than Tyrone, especially with his behaviour over the last few years. Then again, he is a man and is most likely clearly thinking with his doodah. What's really annoying is this isn't the first time he strayed. I remember the Gemma storyline as that was basically done because Fizz was in the jungle and I'm a celeb. And I remember when she came back from Oz and had Gemma smudged in front of a car, making her say she's a slag. And yet somehow they survived. They survived that. So I don't know why they can't survive a Romanian witch who's clearly old enough to be his daughter. Funny how that, how that went on. Rant. But that went on with Gemma. Yeah, Gemma is kind of on Fizz's side now, isn't she? Yeah, we didn't really talk about Gemma and why on earth she phoned the immigration services or what, you know, I mean, obviously that's a a scummy thing to do. Yeah, it was a bit. Um, I don't know why she felt that she had to do that. I don't think it's out of character for Gemma, though, because she's an at-first-think-later person. Yeah, she really is, yeah. Um, George continues... And says, I did love Maria and Chesney's involvement. I like him. I would not be... And like him, I would not be happy if Fizz easily rolled over and forgave Tyrone, who, as far as I'm concerned, is someone I won't be forgiving easily or for quite some time. And if I was Evelyn, I'd give him the biggest hiding of his life, not just for what he did to Fizz, but those poor girls, Ruby and Hope, whose screen time is limited enough as it is. Yes. Thanks, George. Yeah, I, I love we are on the a same really page nice, as George here. meaty rant yeah. And uh, thank you very much for sharing that. <laughs> it's funny because, like, if 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 you were to have told me, you know, a few months ago that a, a an affair story, a love triangle story, would be the one that you know has got us interested the most, yeah, I wouldn't I know, believe yeah. you. But it's definitely it's it's the one that's got people talking and you know excited. I just hope, oh, I, I hope it doesn't go down some horrible icky, you know, boring, you know path that the, the, because it is a bit of a tried and tested soap tropey story isn't it one but, thing Corey does really well is like starting off with something quite fresh and, and interesting or or like um and then just dissolving it into a very boring and bog standard set of because I mean, there's only so things. many ways that it can go, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, in my head, it's going to be he's going to go off with Alina for a bit and then probably come back to fizz with his tail between his legs. For the girl's sake, you know? You should cut it off. But um, Right, Nancy says, It was wonderful to see George's new funeral parlour last week. Todd working for him is a great idea, and Todd can sell anything to anyone. I mean, that's the thing. George hired um, Todd on the strength of that one pitch he gave that woman. So, I mean, if he didn't like him coming up with other, you know, new ideas and being proactive, then which then he should, maybe shouldn't have given him the job. Um, yeah, I think I think the thing is that George... Sometimes you take the greatest offence at things that are true. Like, I think maybe George knows that he's a bit stuck in his ways. And when this kid comes in and can see it so clearly, 
even though he's not even part of the industry and like basically calls George out on being a bit old fashioned. I think it stung because it was true, mm-hmm. and that's why he got his nose out of joint. Well, you know what? George doesn't have a child of his own, so he's going to need somebody to take on that Shuttleworth legacy, isn't he? Has he thought about that? Has he thought about it? Don't know. Um, Jenny McAlpine, Nancy says, and Allard Halsall continued to do a brilliant job in the Fizz, Tyrone and Alina storyline. During Fizz and Tyrone's talk in Speed Dial, Ty said to Fizz, you know what, I'm not doing this. You know I'm not a saint, I'm just a backstreet man. And then Fizz said to him, what does that have to do with it? He didn't answer though. I thought he should have answered her instead, ending with, the ball's in your court. I hope Fizz and Tyrone can get past this without Alina causing more trouble. Um, Imran and Toya were great with Kelly. I love Toya telling Imran how she ran away to London to find her dad. That's another thing that's been weirdly missing. I mean, I don't know whether we should be complaining too much about it, but I was kind of expecting to see some sort of Imran, Toya, Kelly, how are they getting on? <laughs> yeah, what's going on it's with them? It's literally, she's, she's, they said, okay, we can foster you. We'll have a little meeting in Speed Dial where we'll get the whole thing about your dad uh, killing my sister out of the way. Where, where it... The, the weird, it's so weird, honestly. Why have a foster story where there's no family scenes in it? Why have we not even seen them? Would have made so much sense. And I, there's no reason they shouldn't, they couldn't do this. To see her move in. Yeah. Well, I mean, Corrie's Curry, done fostering a... storylines lots of times before. When when Sharon and Jenny and whoever went to live with Len and Rita, they showed what it was like. How did it upset the family dynamics? When Fizz came to live with um, Roy and Hayley, how did that upset things? When Wayne, that was a little story. How was he settling in there? When Faye came to live with Anna, that was a story. We saw her moving in and we saw the fact that Owen didn't get on with, with the whole situation. Toya See, and Imran get a foster yeah. daughter. Nothing. No, not interested. Nothing at all. When when they said this was going to happen, I was mad about it. But I was thinking, at least there will be some interesting scenes. And I do wonder, they're, they're sure they must clash. They're going to clash somehow. Well, how are they going to negotiate this? Because it will be very difficult for them to tell Kelly what to do. Because she knows they're not her parents. And she's so old. She's an older child. Well, how is she going to respect their authority when she's clearly, you know having a tr- troubled time and oh look it's a it's a situation that you know viewers might relate to yeah. it's a standard family dynamic sort of story the, yeah the, the sort Where that we said it? has worked well with Fizz and Tyrone I can it's only assume bizarre. I can only assume that this is needed for a future story that will yeah. involve the the tying up of the loose ends that is to do with Gary uh, Imran the, the um Rana um, all that stuff is still unresolved. What happened to what's his face? And he, that's got to come out that he they caved his head in. Yeah. Um, it's gonna come out. I I'm hoping and crossing my fingers that Corey's pushing it back because they want some kind of big stunt or they want to do a location shoot or they want something that's going to be impactful and different and visually interesting and stimulating and complicated. So they have to delay it. And this is what I was saying. And you said, oh no, they can't do it. Like the drug storyline. I, I, t- I totally get that logistics exists and are a problem, but I do think that when your story hinges around location shoots and stunts and you have a choice, like, if you can, you, you push it back. Take the opportunity to do some things, some characters, some dialogue scenes. Well, they did bits of it. I think they're so scared of not doing big stunty things that they... But you can't do a stunt and just have it described. Just describe. 
know. Right, Nancy's um, continuing. Uh, I love Nina's relationship with Seb. I think Nina and Asha may end up together again. And I love Deb. I give yeah. this week's episodes, i.e. last week's episodes, three My Ponytails out of five. And the character of the week was Todd. Yay, Todd. Rebecca. Um, sent us a message. She says, first thing to say is that even though I seem to be one of the only people who want Billy and Todd together, I feel like Michael... I feel like, Michael, that it won't be long before Billy and Paul are back together mm. again. However, I am delighted that Todd is now working with George at the funeral parlour and hopefully this might end up getting Eileen and George together. I'm really feeling for Ed at the moment, although Michael does have a point to be angry with him. Oh, there was none of that this week, was there? No. Bailey stuff. I'm also glad Michael is also angry at Ronnie too, although I feel in the end I think Ronnie is going to be Michael's dad, as you said, why bring up for pointless drama. I quite like Seb and Nina better than Asher and Corey anyway. He's such an idiot. I still would like Asha and Nina back together again but I worry Dev is going to push Asha into doing something she regrets the cafe staff also bothered me too and I was convinced David saying to Seb that there was a new cafe was going to be an April Fool's <laughs> joke I also don't think Seb and Nina liking the same music was as shoehorned in as the Lena dog car stuff oh, I as I feel Seb would be interested in that type of music also, love Shona trying to guess Seb's nickname, and it was great to see Shona again too. I'm feeling for Fizz so much, it must be really hard for her to regain the trust, and I feel that might be the thing that finally breaks them apart. I also like Chesney confronting Tyrone. Chesney's such a good brother sometimes. Also love Maria giving advice to Fizz. And also, if Tyrone has to have an affair, I'd rather it would be Maria than Alina. I kind of agree about Faye, although I do like her and Craig. I'm wondering if she will get sent down for Faye to be off screen for a while. Well, I'm not really sure. I still love Harvey coming into Leanne's apartment and announced it makes me laugh so much. I do feel sorry for Simon lying to Nick that Leanne had a new guy. I still do think that Nick will eventually be the one to get Leanne and Simon out of the mess. Finally, like the Toya Imran Kelly scene in Speed Dial, and I also like Rick being brought up again. I like, like I said last week, if it gives Toya and Imran more screen time, then I'm happy. <laughs> nope. Character of the week is Todd, and I give it three Alina Pops pop up shops out of five. <laughs> Thank you very much, Rebecca. I I do I forget about the Asher thing. I, I always say that the Fizz and Tyrone story is the best thing that's going on this year. But you know the little the little sneaky looks that we're getting into the Allahan household. I, I think yeah yeah to to be a good week and you know the the Coronation Street is like the storylines are kind of sometimes they they collide together in a good week and sometimes you get one week that's a good story and another week it's another good story. For, for me, if they want to really make it a fantastic week, it needs to have the, the A stories being the Allahans, um, the Fizz and Tyrone story, throwing a little bit of Todd and uh, George together and that, that's going to make a good week for me, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and, and maybe a bit of what's going on with, with Jenny, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> just because I feel that we haven't seen enough of her recently. We haven't seen any of what's happened with Daisy working alongside Sean, have we? Bizarre. Um, that, that was it from the feedback that was sent to us, but I did raid Facebook group um, earlier this week just to see if there are any comments that I wanted to read out. And I did find one from Abby who wrote um, after Monday's episode um, that she really, really enjoyed that episode. Oh, good. So I think this is a nice positive way to end the podcast. Yeah, that's nice. Abby says, is today Friday? What a great episode. Well, maybe not the dragged out trolling stuff, but the rest. Not sure why Nick and Tyrone have to leave homes that they own while women who are neither their wives nor co-owners get to stay, but well, Corrie. I'm also not sure which has made me more uncomfortable. Fizz demanding Alina move away or Tyrone falling for someone who may as well have been his babysitter. 
um, than giving up a happy, stable life after the briefest of flirtations. Of course, they'll get back together. She didn't let him be a monster to his kids. That was a massive kindness, given how hurt she is. Strangely, Gemma calling immigration and how it affected Alina did not bother me. I actually thought that it was a creative move and, for the first time, made Alina seem sympathetic. Emma dispensing kindness and wisdom... Uh, she said, I don't agree with what you did, but you shouldn't be treated this way. Only adds to the wonderfulness. Her, Her wonderfulness. wonderfulness. Give Emma a flipping story. I don't know what they're doing with Emma at the moment. They killed Eccles she... with her and then they just gave up. Emma came in to wall-to-wall praise and adoration and love from the viewers, didn't it? And it feels like for the last year, she's just been a little occasional side character. It's bizarre. So weird, honestly, what Coronation Street decides to focus on. Yeah, who and who not to focus on. Um, Abby says, welcome back, Ruby and Hope. Maybe next time they'll give you some lines. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you very much enjoyed Monday's episode. Uh, It was uh, was okay. I thought it was okay. (laughs) We know you did. We heard you moaning about it earlier. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm sorry that this was not an upbeat episode. Hopefully next week we'll both feel happier. And also we'll have more Coronation Street to talk about. So maybe there'll be We're going to have loads. We're going to have eight episodes to talk about next week. In a, in a way, I hope that it's another... Uh, it, it'd be good if it's another bland week because if it's a, if it's just a great... Just through it. Just, exactly. If it's something that we really want to talk about and digest and, um, and dissect, then um, it's going to be an awfully long podcast and we know what people think about those. Some people. If you would like to get in touch with us, either to complain about us being too down on Coronation Street or to confirm our thoughts that this week was only so-so, you can email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com. If you would like to have um, more Georgia Taylor on the podcast, you can email us that as well. We won't be able to do anything about it. well, uh, give us a review on iTunes, especially if you're new. I know we have had a, a new listener in. Chaz has a big boy We've had this one new week. listener. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm sure she would love to rush off to iTunes to give us a five-star, of course, review over there. Um, you Don't forget, you can um, follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. We are getting close to our thousandth follower on Instagram, Ooh. which is pretty good. We might get there this year. Um, we are on... 10,000 on Twitter soon. Mm, still not quite yet. So we're definitely slowing down there. But we've had a few over the past week. I think mostly because I posted about this Georgia coming on the podcast thing, which has helped. Uh, we're at <laughs> Conversation Strew. We are on Facebook. Don't forget to join our Facebook group because there's not much there on the page itself. Um, you can follow us on Spotify and listen to your podcast there if that's your thing. Um, we are on Patreon. Thank you to very much to all our patrons. We are very grateful for your support. And um, YouTube. Gemma mentioned the YouTube channel earlier. earlier. It's jolly good. Um, and it's got snippets from our older episodes as well as the street talks it's got exclusive youtube content it's, it's got not a little video, bit of explosive but explosive it's got so much content. explosive content that the fbi are investigating us <laughs> it's got a little bit of video occasionally but not much recently and that's it um have a good weekend everybody fingers crossed for next week's cory hopefully there'll be some news so we can have a cabin um, and that's it. To add that's to it. Ever. We don't need. That's it. Thank We're you. We're gonna go and have our spaghetti bolognese now. Have Hopefully. a good week. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Bye.